Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by MUBI, a curated streaming service dedicated to elevating great cinema. For your free 30-day trial, go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the review podcast for filmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowan. With me today, we have Robin Barr. Um, there's so many quotes that I could use, but I'll I'll go with my heart will go on. Wow, that is surprisingly low energy. This is your movie. <laughs> this is what you want to do. But I'm just like I'm freaking out because like I don't know. There's so many. There's so many good lines. Okay. We also have with us today, Bill Graham. I'm the king of the world! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, before I introduce the guest, my favorite line from this movie, I'm going to America! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Fabrizio. Fabrizio, who is my favorite character in this movie and is also, like, my third favorite character in Red Tide. So... <laughs> Yeah, yes. excited. Um, anyway, we do have a guest with us today to talk about Titanic. It's Laura Berger. I'm so very excited to talk to you about Titanic. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. And Titanic. Fabrizio, the underutilized Fabrizio. I ha- how, <sighs> how were we denied hearing more of that accent? I, look, I have <laughs> thoughts and opinions and ideas that we're going to get into I don't want to. I don't want to lob a grenade immediately, so I'm going to not say anything because we still have to introduce our guest and do all of our plugs and stuff. So, Laura, would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Absolutely, thank you. My name is Laura Berger. I'm the managing editor of Women at Hollywood, and I'm particularly interested in depictions of women and films by them. So that's kind of the slant that I'm coming to this with. Excellent. And you're also a freak for Titanic. I'm, oh, I, <laughs> of course. I'm a total Titanic freak. It was like a life-defining obsession for me from, since actually before the film came out. As soon as I heard about the film and saw a trailer, then I got, I dug really deep into the ship. Well, I feel like so. that's going to be a, like the first three hours of this podcast is just going to be <laughs> talking about the run-up to the release of the movie. Because no. this movie benefited from what I feel like is a slew of Titanic-related stuff in the early 90s. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. Titanic was Thank huge. you, Mr. Ballard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the, 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 the museum exhibit was, like, touring around. All, like, mm-hmm. the stuff. The, like, mem- I can't even remember what it was called. Like, Memories of Titanic or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just remember, like, reading books on it. There was uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Polar, the Titanic Bear. Wasn't that, like, the kids' book? <laughs> Oh like, Christ! I don't remember. Was this that. all like? Was this all tie-ins? No, this like, was none of was, no, was this tie-ins. We the early '90s were just like Titanic Central. Like people were just like, "Oh my God, the the grand old steamship," and because it, it was found in the '80s, and then I think there was just generally like a like a thing, like oh, like the Titanic, like that's a really crazy thing that happened that we should all maybe talk about. And then, yeah, this, sure? this fucking movie just showed up and was like, hey, I heard you all were talking about Titanic. Would you also <laughs> like Young Love and extremely expensive movies? And I was like, yeah. 
But anyway, before we get into that, um, the usual stuff up front. Follow us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show. Uh, email us, podcastfilmstage.com. Give us a comment rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use to rate podcasts. And uh, don't forget to become a patron by going to patreon.com slash thefilmstageshow for as little as $1 an episode. You get access to our super cool Slack channel where you can talk to a bunch of reprobates like us. And you get first crack at all of our raffles and stuff. And we are also brought to you by Mubi, a curated streaming service that is dedicated to elevating great cinema. From iconic directors and emerging auteurs, there is always something new to discover. With Mubi, each and every film is hand-selected. It's like your own personal film festival. Streaming anytime, anywhere. Uh, in line with that, they have a fantastic double bill uh, from Lucretia Martel happening right now. So you can see Zama and the Headless Woman. Um, but I would also like to point out, uh, Cormac McCarthy released some new books recently, The Passenger and Stella Maris, and they are showing a Cormac McCarthy movie on Mubi. Uh, this is John Hillcoat's adaptation of the Pulitzer Prize winning novel, The Road. Uh, I will read here from the copy. The Road is a brutal examination of mortality and a study of father-son relationships. With raw performances from Viggo Mortensen and Charlize Theron, it perfectly captures the dark mood of a post-apocalyptic world. I fucking love The Road, both in book and movie form. I love John Hillcoat. Uh, I will say nothing against him ever. And so I'm very excited that Mubi is showing this. And uh, yeah, it's a perfect time, considering that The Passenger and Stella Maris, the first novels from Cormac McCarthy since The Road, have just been released. Has anyone else here seen The Road? Uh, he's the sweatiest filmmaker next to the Safdie brothers. Oh my God. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he, the, the, for the proposition alone, it's just like, yes, Jesus Christ. I remember telling a friend about the proposition. I was like the sheer amount of flies in this movie. Are just yeah. Incredible. They're unnecessary. <laughs> oh my God. And then yeah. Yeah. Triple nine. It, sweat is like yeah. the lead role in that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Besides duct tape. Yeah. Yeah. Duct tape and people's teeth in bags. Um, that's uh, so. That's that. Uh, hey, the well, there's the Kate Winslet. Oh yeah, Kate Winslet was in. <laughs> <laughs> A Russian mobster. What? What? What are we gonna do? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say no. She was Israeli, but no, I think they were Russian. They were Russian Jews, but living in Israel. I can't even remember. I'll have to rewatch <laughs> the movie and I'll talk about it next time. Anyway, Excellent. the road is on there. A bunch of other great stuff is on there. Check it out, and uh, don't forget that you can try Movie for free for 30 days at movie.com slash filmstage. That, again, is M-U-B-I dot com slash filmstage for a whole month of great cinema for free. Um, so that's all. Anyone have anything to talk about before we begin talking about the movie? I want to talk about this movie so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm... I'm jumping out of my skin. <laughs> okay, great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Robin, you you did a uh, you did your the what is it the Boston area film critics or whatever did their voting this week? Uh, right? Yeah, we did the uh, Boston Society of Film Critics. We did our awards voting today. It was about nearly nine hours of voting. <laughs> Wait a second, how do you what do you how does that happen? Um, okay, not to get too inside baseball, but Watka, <laughs> the Washington Area Film Critics Association, just sends us like a link with a survey. What the fuck do you guys do? 
we all sit in a room. Oh my uh, god! Some of us are on. <laughs> some of us are on Zoom. Some of us are in person. So there's a lot of like translating back and forth for the for the um, hybrid folk Jesus. or the remote folk, and then we do a lot of rounds because there's like some certain parliamentary procedure about voting. So it's not just oh my god, how many how? people? <laughs> it's not just like how how many votes this thing got, but like is it on a majority of ballots? Uh, there's also um, weighted voting. Between- so we do weighted nominations. Then we get a little survey where it's like these four were nominated or these five were nominated. Click the one you want to win. And then it's just pure numbers. We all baby. do it in just like nine hours. Oh, my God. That sounds fucking terrible. I'm sorry you had but to you deal know, with that. No, it's kind of fun. I mean, I it does go that. on for a long time. But th- there's pizza. And lots of interesting discussion. And we got it. We're, there was a very controversial vote. Um, it was when for best ensemble. Oh, no, they're all they're all announced and they're fully oh, uh, so on our it? Twitter. Um, so the controversial winner or winners was a tie for best ensemble. Glass between onion. No. Wow. Between <laughs> women talking and Ugh. jackass forever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It and just feels all- like then, like <laughs> is a joke from a movie is what it's you just said. That's an onion headline. <laughs> I know it, and and I actually voted for Jackass Forever, um, because yeah, that's a great ensemble. Good for those guys. I can't. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know what the nominations were. I can't remember. It was yesterday. We're announcing ours tomorrow via Twitter, so check it nice. out. Uh, by the time this episode drops, they will already be out in the ether. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, speaking of movies that win awards, uh, let's talk about Titanic. Titanic, the 1997 movie written and directed by Mr. James Cameron, starring Billy Zane. (laughs) How dare you? Victor Garber, (laughs) Kathy Bates, Bill Paxton, and also Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. You forgot Gloria Stewart. Oh, no. Here is part of the trailer. Take a journey. Back in time, in search of a mystery, locked beneath the sea. This January, you will be given the key. We're going to America. Forget it, boy. You'll never get next to the likes of her. All right. So this is Titanic. We all know what this movie's about. Two crazy kids uh, fall in love, and then they uh, fucking get killed <laughs> when well, the Titanic crashes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the it's the swooning romance between Jack Dawson mm. and Rose uh, Dewitt Bucketer. <laughs> okay, so every time I look at it, I'm like, it can't, it, Bucater? What a weird Bucater. Dewitt Bucater. 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 Whatever. Bucater. So, Bucater. It's a little ditty about Jack and Rose <laughs> and how they fall in love on the doomed maiden voyage of the Titanic and uh, everything that happens therein. So this movie was a colossal, massive hit that took over the entirety of the world for like months 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 and um i'm sure that we all have giant stirring memories of it and so we're going to talk about it (laughs) i'd love to begin 
each person's kind of snap. Oh, also, this is a classic review, so there's not going to be a spoiler section. So, suck. Yeah, so fuck off. Yeah. yeah. Also, Jack it's uh, an event that happened in 1912. We know it. Not. I mean, that was the joke when the movie came out. It's like, oh, well, we already know how it ends. And it's like, but uh, that's why the dramatic irony is so good. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll talk about it. Um. Yeah, I uh, I can't even remember what I was gonna say. Oh, I'd love I'd love to hear when we all heard, saw this movie for the first time, kind of what we already talked about it a little bit, but like what your feelings about the actual incident of the Titanic were beforehand, <laughs> and just generally, uh, we're gonna talk about our entire lives and everything that we feel. <laughs> so let's begin this lofty goal with Laura Berger. What are your <laughs> what's what was your what, you just go just talk? How did you come into this? Did you get to see it in theaters? How oh, I sure did it? see it in theaters. Um, also, oh, I sure I, did. <laughs> how, how old were you when this movie came out? I was in grade four. So oh, okay. I think that means I was about nine years old. Yes. And I saw the movie in theaters, I believe with both of my parents. I think it's the only movie that I ever saw in theaters with both of my parents. And wow. I remember feeling uncomfortable during the... <laughs> so were you born in 87 or 88? 88. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. So yeah, you're one year younger than I was when it came out. Yeah. So like I said, I fell in love with this, sh- like the historic event. Well, that sounds horrible. I fell in love with the Titanic <laughs> sinking. As a- oh, I fell in love with the Holocaust. <laughs> that 1500 plus body count. Um, the romance of 9-11 really spoke to me. <laughs> I just, okay. So I was just fascinated by it. I don't think that I had heard about the Titanic until I started hearing about the movie. I think that was my introduction to the historic event. And so, yeah, I basically took out every book from the library before the film came out, was there extremely thrilled to see it and loved it just as much as I hoped that I would. And it began a a long obsession with it. Um, It was interesting. Should we should we talk now about how we felt then versus now or are we focusing just on the past? Okay, so I I hadn't seen it in a while. And what really struck me now rewatching it all these years later, all these years later, excuse me, was just how unapologetically grand it is like in scope and sentiment. Um, It was really refreshing to see a blockbuster that was blessedly free of irony like it's just so sweepingly mm-hmm. romantic and earnest and also a blockbuster that's lacking in bravado like um and i think that's partially because of the romance right um you say lacking bravado you mean like pretension that too but also sort of like a really <laughs> hmm, how would i word this like a really masculine energy mm. from a blockbuster um it's not swinging its big dick it's not swinging its big dick exactly. Know, Even to though Rose, the Titanic itself is a very big dick. <laughs> so. True, 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 true. Um, but yeah, I, I like I say this as a diehard Buffy fan, sort of the the Joss Weed Joss Whedonification of big budget movies these days. Like how so many big moments in cinema are sort of punctured by sarcasm or sort of winking at the audience. Mm-hmm. Well, that it just was, happened. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of ruining the moment by showing self-awareness. Like I love that this movie and James Cameron in making this movie, he's just like, here it is. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's like I said, it, it's earnestness stands out to me. 
Mm. It's unapologetic. It's it's big and unapologetic about its its big feelings. All right. Accurate. Yes, indeed. Bill Graham, what about you? What are your thoughts? Or what what's your history with the boat? <laughs> I don't I don't know. The <laughs> Your history with the, <laughs> the event, the and uh, did when did you first see Titanic, and what were your thoughts then? Um, so this was like, man. Um, so I definitely saw this around a time when, like, it, it was easy to be influenced by like what was going on in the pop culture at the time, and a lot of people really wanted to hate this movie. Um, this movie was like, oh, a three-hour romance starring, like, this little bratty, you know, heartthrob, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, Jesus, kill me. <laughs> and it was, it was to the point where it was like, everybody was fucking seeing this movie, so, you know, uh, of course, I ended up getting dragged to it. And When, I think, though? Like, are you talking, like, early 1998? Or... Uh, I mean, this was released in December, I believe. Yeah. So, I probably saw it in, like, you know, January, February, gotcha. um, before the Oscars. Uh, and... You know, this film had an incredible tale. Like it, it stayed not. I don't think it was number one, but it stayed in like the top three of the box office week in week out for like I don't know, like eighteen, nineteen weeks in a row. Uh, it was just ridiculous, and so like there was never not an opportunity to see this in a movie theater, <laughs> and so. You know, I, I know several people that have seen this film in movie theaters, you know, beyond the 3D re-release like three, four or five times. Right. And um, so I ended up getting dragged to it. And I remember this may have been like the origin of my, OK, this movie's too fucking long kind of kind of <laughs> spiel and kind of shtick. Um, that being said, you know, Cameron is just a master class filmmaker. And I remember being genuinely moved in the theater, even though like the whole like three hour runtime, I had my arms crossed and I was like, come on, this, <laughs> this movie sucks. And then, uh, you know, you get to the guys like playing the music at the end and you're just like, Oh, fuck me. Come on, man. Like, so yeah. Uh, I ended up getting somewhat swayed by it. I, I probably have only seen this movie three times in my entire life, all the way through. Um, I've caught little bits and pieces of it here and there, but I haven't genuinely like desired to rewatch it since the theaters. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm saying that I've probably watched it since then, just because, but I can't peg when. So uh, today actually was the first time I've seen this in uh, 25 years or whatever the fuck it is. So yeah, uh, in terms of thoughts now, fuck. Uh, it's a good movie. Uh, like I do think they lean on the, uh, the, the song just a little bit too much. Uh, but besides that, I think this film just fucking rocks. Uh, I will say the CGI is ooh, not quite there anymore. I'm sure it looked great in theaters. I don't fucking remember. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's 1997. Like, God bless, man. So, 
All right. Robin Barr. Well, I 1,000% disagree with Bill. I think the CGI actually holds up shockingly well, um, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. So <laughs> I <laughs> I was aware of the Titanic. I think I must have watched some documentaries about it, like, you know, around third grade, because I remember going on a cruise with my grandma and being like, are there enough lifeboats? Like, <laughs> I was aware of, like, Titanic shit at that time. Um, I saw it in the theater in Florida during our holiday break. Uh, I went with my grandma and my mom, and I distinctly remember walking in to the movie a little bit earlier than the showtime. And so it was still happening. Like the, the previous show was still going on. So I saw the ending where she's like on the, on the door before I saw the oh entire you what, what did you get there like 45 minutes early? <laughs> I don't know. What? It what was like shit, a real Robin? fuck up. Uh it was listen, oh. I was nine. This was fourth grade. Uh, I was about was to say, was this the sixties where you just like, oh, we bought a <laughs> ticket to the picture and we're just gonna walk in and it was very confusing because yeah, I bet. saw him die. And then I saw her tell somebody that her name was Rose Dawson. So I was like, oh, maybe he didn't die. Like, maybe we're all good here. <laughs> oh, Robin. Oh, Robin. If he's dead. Like Imagine thinking not- that for three hours. <laughs> Jesus. Man. Anyway, um, I fell in love with this movie. I saw it for the first time in December of 1997. I saw it probably around nine more times in the movie theater uh, <laughs> into 1998. Cam- Cameron thanks you. Yes, Daddy Cameron. Um, <laughs> I bought it on on cassette. I remember it came in two chunks. Two. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was great. The famed um, double cassette. Yeah, yeah. And, and watch that. And then after Titanic came out, of course, I was like hugely obsessed with it, not just with the film itself, uh, because, you know, that's really what got me into the Oscars, honestly. Like, I'd watched the Oscars mm-hmm. before, but this is what got me into, like, all the voting and the competition. And it really st- started my interest in awards, which I, is, has very much carried over for me as a critic. Um, and But I got very much into the lore. I mean, I read everything a child could read that was about Titanic. I watched, like, some shitty mini series, you know, that was, like, a bad Titanic movie. <laughs> um, I You know, I read every single, like kids book that was like diary of a titanic survivor you know Mm -hmm. the robert g ballard like picture books everything i was obsessive i could rattle off facts like it was it was probably my first pop culture fandom uh and as laura kind of described like a major event in my life like and i kind of wonder if if titanic was kind of the start of my obsession with cinema because I loved movies before. And like, I, there are some movies I could point to like sleeping beauty, which was a movie I watched over and over and over again when I was like around three years old. That movie so, like, rules. I still, that like, movie I, is great. I watched that movie with my daughter now and I'm still like, my God, how did they do this? It's stunning. <laughs> as like, so, you know, like as a, like what I'm very interested in as an educator and somebody who's interested in children and media is how kids develop, uh, preferences you know such at such an early age especially when it comes to like taste or whatever um so that i kind of harken back to like sleeping beauty but also titanic as like one of those things of like a total identity marker and of course i was so into the romance and it was like my first fan fiction that i wrote like way before i got into harry potter i was i was like writing like titanic sequels i even remember drawing 
the the naked Kate Winslet to my grandmother's horror. She was so just, that was like your super bad when Jonah Hill's drawing all the dicks. You're like yeah, and I'm just way, drawing like Kate Winslet's Kate titties. Winslet. <laughs> Is it too personal to ask if this was a sexual awakening for you? I don't know because of course, like I'm. Hmm. Okay, so one thing that I kind of realized I was watching it, I was like how kinky uh, Rose do it Bicator <laughs> is because, you know, when, you, when you're watching this growing up and you're like, ooh, boobies, like this is an erotic moment, but I can't really explain why because I'm nine. And now I'm like, oh, so this is exhibitionism meets voyeurism. And I'm like, <laughs> you get it, you kinky bitch. Like, I love it. Um, so I don't she know. She does tease him a lot. A hundred percent. And yeah. they fuck like they do fuck. It's like very tasteful. Like they're in a car. There's a steamy handprint. Uh, you know, a friend of mine was like, should you know, my my son who's in second grade loves Titanic. Should he see this movie? And I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure this is a children's movie. Like there's the, the sex is so tasteful. Robin has um, just been hired by Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> like the sexiness is just so it's like almost bland. The violence is like hilarious it's there's cartoon villainy it's very easy to understand dialogue like i'm pretty sure this is a children's movie and that's why so many preteens especially preteen girls just fell in love with it and of course like a very boyish skinny leo dicaprio which i was also very into because blonde boys with like that floppy hair was so nice right he looks like a don Mm -hmm. bluth character Uh, oh yeah like he he looks like a. Well, he looks like a boy band. He, yeah. he, he, look, he looks like he's right. straight out of NSYNC. Who all yes. look like Don Bluth characters. And and actually NSYNC and all those were pre- like Titanic preceded the boy band craze of like 1998, 1999, 2000. So I think he was part of, he was part of more of what I would consider the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas era. Yes. Yes. Oh, 100%. The fucking, <laughs> like that you blonde, go you, like you sarcastic. A, yeah, all of those kids in Tool Time. Get, yeah. Where, was it all of them? I only remember Particularly JTT. Yeah, well, but uh, like all of them had the parted hair in the center and like it was <laughs> oh, always floppy. Hair, and, like, yeah, yeah, but like in terms of heartthrobbery, it was only <laughs> JTT. Like no one cared sure. about the There's older, no debate blonder here. one. No, but it's like kind of like, you know, Destiny's Child. Like we all care about Beyonce the most, but the other one's sort of Justice like. Justice for Kelly. Lift her <laughs> up. I mean, it's true. So, so yeah, I think, uh, I think this movie sort of was very much of its time in that, in that way. But it, I, I fell in love with Kate Winslet. And then of course I became obsessed with like all Kate Winslet. Like I watched Jude when I was 10 years old and I fell in love with that movie, which, uh, Again, Brian, you definitely should see. It's so depressing. It's called Jude. Um, Jude, yes. I won't send you the information. Um, redheads, like, got so into redheads before reading Harry Potter. Like, I would <laughs> I would go through magazines and just pull out all the photos of redheads and then keep them in a folder. You like, men and me. women or just women? Sorry. Uh, men and women. You I was like, I think OCD. Jude before, Robin. <laughs> Yeah, because I was reading the thing and I'm like, oh, Jude plans to go to the city and attend university, but marries early. Yeah, he goes to Christchurch. He becomes a stonemason. And I thought I was like, I know that I've read. So-. And then I realized this is Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Yeah. You've, so you This is like this. the third time you've told me to watch Jude for well, varying reasons. And yet 
And yet you still haven't listened to me. So it, it was just... like two weeks ago. I, this was like very <laughs> recently. Calm down. <laughs> so this is all to preamble to say Titanic was a huge moment in my life. Again, the first fandom, you know, followed by Harry Potter in my teen years, followed by Game of Thrones in my 20s, followed by my brilliant friend in my 30s. Like, I am a millennial. Um, and I rewatched it about 10 years ago. I saw it in the theaters. There was, like, some 3D 15-year mm-hmm. uh, retrospective thing. And I was really like, okay, you know, it's not going to be as good as I remember because I was, like, a dumb 10-year-old or 9-year-old. And it was fucking amazing. Like, I don't think I understood how great the filmmaking was until after I had gone to college and studied filmmaking. Like it, it, it is a mind blowing cinematic event, everything from like the editing to the cinematography, mm-hmm. the acting, I don't know, but like <laughs> it's, that's, who, that's kind of here nor there. <laughs> we'll get into it. But I mean, just from the pure like engineering standpoint, from the action, from, I think it is visually stunning. Like, like this is a movie of all movies um, and still in one of, in my top 10, I would say. Mm. Am I biased? Yes. Like, like I, it imprinted on me. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the romance. Sure. Like it's dumb, but you know what? It's sweet. No, it works. It works. I don't, it's I such disagree. good chemistry. You don't think it, the romance yeah. works? No. <gasps> okay. But let him, he'll get to it. He'll get it. <laughs> my, my turn. My time is coming and I'm, yeah, you're, yeah. He'll, and that's fine. And that's fine. Like you, you sacrificed your life. Um, yes, I, I am Christ. Since... <laughs> you're Pinocchio. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's, uh, we should be talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, by the way. I really, I think we movie. should put it on the list. And I, for I will... all the times, Robin, that you're like, what did Cora think of the movie? This is one of the few times I actually watched it with her and I have a lot to talk about i think i will put it on the list i will in terms of watching a pg rated movie with a child i i was not prepared for how much i have to get into (laughs) yeah the fascism the drunkenness just throwing it out like in the first this is not really a spoiler in the first 10 minutes uh a a bomb falls on a church and murders a child in front of its father and i had to just sit there as my daughter's like what happened and i'm like well he is 100 percent dead so somebody in my so I, I made a story of titanic yesterday was as we were rewatching it and nick had never seen it before so it was also part of the joy oh, wow. and i well anyway uh so he <laughs> so he um what was I saying? Oh yeah. And so I, I made this argument that is actually a children's movie. And then somebody I know who is a children's uh, TV writer commented. She's like, yeah, you know, it is except for all the death. And I'm like, no, kids love oh my death. God, kids. Like every story I would ever come up with for my dollhouse would be like, okay. And then, he cut the fetus from the woman's body and okay, kidnapped no, the baby. See, particularly that's fucked a little up kid. much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was a morbid kid. Yeah, and, like, fucking Wednesday really Adams. About me. <laughs> Why don't you go dance to Goo Goo Muck for a little while? Okay, I am. I have not seen that show. Like, I haven't either, it's but good. it's all they over TikTok. It. It's good. I will, it's we'll good. watch it eventually. It, that's a come home after the holidays and just like bed out. I am never watching anything Tim Burton gets near ever again. So I'm just going to be watching mm-hmm. people dance the dance on TikTok. I don't blame you. <laughs> to Dumbo was my last one. Than what was used <laughs> in the actual show. 
Anyway, Brian, I will I will uh, throw you the gauntlet. I just I learned what say, a gauntlet you'll, was. You'll seed the floor. You just learned what a gauntlet is. I thought a gauntlet would was like something related. I don't to think I don't think you I don't think you throw the gauntlet to someone to then talk. Wait, I think I think you maybe pass like the feather. Challenging me to I I she kind I, of uh, is bludgeon you to death with the conch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm piggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rosy glasses, bitch. Yeah, sucks to your asthma. Sucks to your asthma. <laughs> My friends and I that. shouted that at each other like uh, it, through college. We'd be like drunk and fighting, and yeah. it would just be like the most intense shit ever. But we would still say "sucks to your asthma," and then we would quote like "Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas," and then we would explode because we became too cliche. Um. <laughs> Speaking of too cliche. Oh. Okay, so here's the thing. I I loved the like Titanic is almost like the dinosaurs to me. It's so hard the to ABC imagine. Show? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Uh Jack screams <laughs> not the mama. <laughs> and Fabrizio pushes down trees for a living. Okay, um, can I just first of all say that that show is actually the best depiction of the uh george bush one era that i've ever seen on television i was about to say the shrinking of the american middle class <laughs> but like actually like no, it is up there with the simpsons show. in terms yeah. of satire no I like love early it. 90s really good, but anyway really show. Yeah. oh christ all right no so when you're a kid and you learn about something like titanic you know people say like it's the biggest like movable object ever created by man and it was supposed to be unsinkable and then it hit an iceberg and it sank and a shit ton of people died. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's everything that is shocking and interesting to a young mind. And that's how it's like the dinosaurs. Cause you're like the biggest terrestrial land creatures ever filled with mm-hmm. like razor blades <laughs> on their hands and their mouths, <laughs> just like fighting each other and dying until eventually a massive global cataclysm destroys them all. And now we only have their bones or now we only have what we're able to pull up off the ocean floor with tiny submarines because it's a forbidden area. It's like, it's crazy. And it like really works on your, your imagination. So I'm super interested in Titanic. And so when the movie Titanic's coming out, I'm like, Oh boy, this is going to be great. And then my sister goes and sees it first. Cause she was like four years older than me. So she was like 14. I was like 10. And she saw it like three times in theaters. And my sister's mm. not a real movie person, so that was a lot for her. In fact, I texted her today. I was trying to, I was trying <laughs> to like engage her in being like, "Do you remember what it was like when you like saw Titanic? Like, well, because I knew that she was into it. Like, she was super into it." My sister, I love her to death, was not picking up what I was putting down. It was just like, <laughs> like I was like, "How much?" Because you, you asked her. Like directly? I I said, how much do you remember about seeing Titanic in theaters? And she said, I went like three times. And then her next text was her saying, iceberg right ahead. (laughs) And I said, we're doing a classic review today on the podcast. I can only remember its release through my memory of you loving it. Like that's the most of what I remember. I said the soundtrack. I feel like, you know, she loved the soundtrack. She owned the soundtrack on CD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I said, I feel like you were really into the boat for a bit as well. But then she just kept mentioning things that were in the movie like she was just like the Irish dancing scene the camera following them running through the boat and I was like no Lauren I'm trying to get you to engage 
with the emotional memory of what you was, and she just kept talking about the parts of the movie she liked. So that's, <laughs> not like I fucking masturbated for the first time. Well, that's so Robert, I asked her I point blank at some point. <laughs> I asked her point blank at some point, like, were you into did Leonardo you? DiCaprio? And she was like, no, he didn't do it for me. Um, and then she said, like, if he did, it was Billy been- Zane did. <laughs> that would be awesome. And his if highly said, manicured eyebrows. <laughs> she said she liked him more in Romeo and Juliet. Okay. You know, fair. Um, mm. And then he looks exactly the same. But like, yeah. yeah. I remember. Uh, yeah, but I think like just I think that this this is partially. It. I think Romeo is a better character than Jack. Like mm-hmm. Romeo is a little more interesting. And also, Romeo are you got saying a gun. that? Are you <laughs> saying that? Um, like Shakespeare is a better writer than James Cameron. Controversial, I know, but perhaps the greatest ever writer in the English language is better than the man let's, who came up with "I see you" for the blue people. Um, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's definitely Baz Luhrmann, not like you know that character is brought to life not because of Shakespeare, but because of no, Baz. They, that, so. My recollection is that that movie only uses the actual language. Sure. It's not like sure. it's not it's not Romeo must but. die, right? Like it's but I've also seen really badly directed versions of Shakespeare. So clearly Shakespeare is not flawless in that regard, right? That's true. He's not director proof. Your mileage yes. may vary with Shakespeare. Correct. Um but so I don't re- I don't think I saw Titanic in the theater. Um I remember what? Like, yeah, I don't I don't wow. know. I can't remember. I was gonna call up my mother and ask her, but like my mom again, love my mom to death. But she'll be watching a movie and suddenly say, Oh, I saw this last year. And I was like, Oh, okay, like we're halfway through, but do you want me to do you want to put on something else? She's like, No, I don't remember how it ends. So like I would hope that she'd have better autobiographical memory for me and my life, but like I don't know. So I just can't remember if I saw this in theaters. I do know I definitely saw it on the two uh cartridge VHS. And I remember liking it. Like it was fine. Like I enjoyed it. Like the the romance I didn't really give a shit about, but all the other stuff was cool. Now watching it, I'm I'm still kind of like that. I find a lot to recommend in the filmmaking, but also like I, I, I am more than ever baffled by the choice to have any of it set in the modern day. Like the framing device. Is oh my really God. Yeah. Cheesy. The framing device sucks. It fucking sucks. Like I was watching it and I was like, I forgot how long we're here for. It is, <laughs> it is legitimately bananas. Like, the second she, sees- I think he did it so that he could incorporate that amazing footage of the ghost ship. Sure, like, that's right. the I only reason. It. I think he's just like, oh, it's so cool. Like, and then like everything that happens there is awful, <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. I think that the whole everything having to do with the goddamn. Uh, heart of the ocean is nonsensical. <laughs> like the goddamn no, heart of the ocean. No, it's great. It's so Robin, did you have one? one? No, but I actually have been going on Etsy looking for one. I, I, I had one from Avon. This symbol of like, like ownership and domesticity, and people are like, "Oh my god, I want one!" Like Britney Spears had it in that music video. Do you all remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I was not part of the Britney Spears. Like you weren't a human being alive in America. It's, it's in the song. It's in the song. In the music like, video, yeah. But the old, well, no, the old no, lady dropped it, it in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. She says it in the song. Like yeah. it's Which referenced. Song? It's oops, I did it again. 
No, it's um, what is it? It's not. Oops, I did it again. Oh my god! All right, what, Brittany? <laughs> you can literally. I'm Google literally that on and Etsy right it. now looking for this necklace. Etsy. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, but I, I, I thought you were looking. Oops, I did it again. Oops, I, I yeah. fucking again. told you. How dare oh, sorry. you? I thought you said I misunderstood. I was thinking, no, baby, one more is, time. Oops, I did it again. We will never forget the red cat suit that she's in. <laughs> What's the you lyrics? want to talk Can about sexual awakenings? My God! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Are you yeah. serious? That cat are, uh, oh yeah! That cat Robin, are you telling me that you do- deny that a, a boy who was my age at that time would not have been sexually awoken by Britney Spears? Because I just think of her as so like unsexy to her? me that I. Robin's <laughs> more creative with her attractions. Jesus yeah. Christ, Britney her Spears, unsexy. Xenon, her and Xenon, girl of the twenty first century or whatever. Oh fuck! Were like Xena. No Xenon. No, Who the fuck? I don't. I don't know Xenon either. The I Disney Channel Xenon. original movie Xenon. Yeah, Xenon. No. What? She like starring, lives on a space station. Starring Kristen Storms as Xenon. That sounds like a stripper name. She's what a, the uh, fuck is going all, on yes, right now? The second I read that, I was like, oh my God, did she become a porn oh. star? Like, but I don't think she did. It's, she, I'm seeing someone who looks really young. But you were really young. Well, they I was really like, young. Yeah. Yeah. She was like 13. <laughs> don't, I'm not saying this happened yesterday. <laughs> She looks like a preteen. Yes, she fucking was. So was I. Do not try to cancel me. I was a horny preteen. The memoirs of Brian Roan. I okay. So when I don't know when. So she's apparently thirty-eight years old right now. So she is three years older than me. Do you think she's interested in men who have daughters? I don't know. Let's reach out. Maybe she's um, especially into them. So she would have been 15 and I would have been 12. So okay, okay. if anything, she's the problematic one. <laughs> Wait, should I buy this heart of the ocean? That's $11. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yes. You Do it. I'm going to heart this and then I'm going to go look for, did I tell heart you how it. I bought um, a necklace that said, this is how I win. And I wore it for so long and then I no. fucking lost it. Oh no. And That's I how you lose. This is how I win. <laughs> I know. So I have to get another one. But everybody thought it said, this is how I shone. And it's just like, fuck off. What? Oh. How fucking I, bad did it look? You it should, looked like shown. It looked pretty bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should get a necklace that is just a straw that says, I drink your milkshake on it. Uh, is it 2008 though? That's <laughs> really 2000 and late is what that is. Oh, oh boy. I really want this Heart of the Ocean necklace. I would like to note that I donned a Heart of the Ocean necklace like 10 years ago. So not just as a child. When Did I people to, say things to you? Well, I went to Titanic Dinner Theater in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> oh, and I always- <laughs> are you talking about? And I also wore my um, Rose Dewitt Bucator Halloween costume, a repurposed version of it, because it didn't totally fit me. Which one? Um... The sinking dress. <laughs> sinking dress. So I paired it with my gray. It's like an empire wasted, like that only well, yeah, that only works if someone follows you around with a bucket all night to make sure that you're constantly <laughs> well, my, my Halloween costume was custom made by my mom, but again, that didn't fit me because I was, you know, in grade four or five when Whoa. I wore it. So Whoa. I wore my grade eight graduation dress with the overlay of the original costume that she made me. This is incredible. But did you did you ocean. have did you have blue lips? <laughs> No, okay. Wait, it's, that is a great I, costume. Dying oh. Rose. 
and you get well, like the, the, the spray frost. on Christmas tree uh, uh, snow for your hair. Well, no, it was it was pre. I was rose pre sinking. We'll say. Okay. But wearing that dress, yes. Wow. I can't. So sex in the car, Rose. <laughs> sex in the car, exactly. Rose, is you once again covered in water because that is the sweat. <laughs> that scene was car. second united okay. by John Hillcoat. <laughs> That's where it started. No, Robin, I'm shocked to hear you call its sexiness quote bland. It is super bland. I will say, I was watching bland in like a in like a you know like kids could get it. This movie did nothing for me. I, I I feel like I you know I remember when I think it was the Fountain came out and it was like rated R. And I was like, it's crazy that this movie is rated R, but Titanic is rated PG-13 because Titanic's got tits and fucking in it. But like watching the movie, you you watch it and I'm like, I understand why they didn't give this an R because the this, this is like the no. least sexiest. Like there's nothing <gasps> here. It, it's like, no, you know, I disagree. There is like, a like it, utter lack of eroticism to <gasps> this entire thing. What? I, I, I mean, there are, for Brian. Wait, there are so <laughs> many, there are so many other rated R titty movies that have like no sexual chemistry whatsoever. And it Those are, are usually just like, like vulgar. This is just like, I don't know that James, does James Cameron have children? Cause I don't think he's ever had. He does. Okay. Yeah. He has children. He's got kids <laughs> with like a bunch of women. Maybe you just can't put it on the screen then. I don't know. Cause like this, what? I just did feel it's like, their romance and their sexual nature, all of it strikes me as very, very hollow. And I think it's Whoa. actually, he's trying to put too many romantic cliches together because they begin their 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 time together with him saving her, which is like, oh, you know, the guy is saving the maiden, blah, blah, blah. But then like the next scene is like them trying to do their like, oh, we're from two different worlds, like, and we don't really get along, but there's an attraction here, but like that doesn't really work. And then like they have their like forbidden, like, you want to go to a real party? And then they have a great time together. But then there's another point where he's like, okay, now that we've had like three interactions, I need to tell her to leave her family and come with me. And he says something along the lines of like, you know, you're you're a piece of work and you drive me crazy. And I'm like, have we established that? Like every scene that you guys are together, you have a completely different dynamic and it is not working for me. Like we need to pick a cliched romance plot line and stick with it. Are you enemies to lovers? Are you friends to lovers? Are you like guy rescuing the maiden? Like I need They're one like of my YA friends to come in to... and do a, a rewrite. It's it's like there, there is riches there is to a, rags, rags to riches kind of swap. Like princess my, pauper kind of thing. Cla- but yeah, like yeah. Not really. My eyes are bulging in shock and dismay. The, there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of sequences that are kind of hinted at that we don't really see between them because there's there's a section I noticed this time around where it seems like they may have spent like a lot of time talking because they end up referencing certain things later on. Like they have um, in jokes that we're not privy to. Not not in jokes, but like they <laughs> d- like there's definitely like a um after that sequence when she starts looking through all of his drawings and like 
there's another sequence later on that like it shows like a clear depiction of time has moved past like multiple days, you know, maybe, maybe a day, maybe two that they've kind of spent together, um, you know, kind of talking to each other and stuff like that, uh, without this fucking creeper, like looking over his shoulder all the time. Wait, which creeper are you talking about? Lovejoy? Yeah, whatever, whatever the Butler is or whatever. Butler, He's a fixer. He, yeah, he is 100% the guy where it's just like, you know, if you catch an orphan stealing from you, you get your shit back and then hand the orphan to the guy and don't say anything, do, but you know that orphan's dead now. Do, do we ever see his end result? No, I assume he went home to his wife and kids and, uh, <laughs> and he yeah, he just swam home. Life. He just swam home. He was just like, if anyone can uh, do it, Lovejoy could do it. Sure. Um, it, sure. Yeah, I don't know. That guy also like I just like I mean this but this is one of the things I love is that Lovejoy has no interiority. None. Like, there's no None. reason for him to be as much of a cock as he is. And yet he fucking hates everyone that Cal hates. It's like they have a psychic link and it's beautiful. <laughs> the greatest relationship in this entire movie is Cal and Lovejoy. Is that what your what? fan fiction was about? What, it's, yeah. I love that. Robin. <laughs> No, my fan fiction was purely Jack and Rose. Like that was that was it. To, to me, I think the the romance here, signed, sealed, and delivered, is that first interaction with them. I think mm-hmm. I think his line about like, okay, if you're gonna jump, then I'm gonna start taking off my boots, and like we're in this together. If you jump, I have to jump, and I I like that interaction was just like oh fuck like it's it's got me like i i was just like wow so yeah that that first interaction for me just won me over completely they're so good immediately that is a great interaction but then like every other interaction they have just feels like it's coming off of a completely different place than that like, doesn't matter like it's it's it, it, like that first scene yeah. and that's fine but the, you know i mean you've already stated your case i'm stating yeah. mine is that like that interaction is so good that i can just imagine like her having constant like second thoughts about like what like what his intentions are and like how how charming he is and like all of this stuff and like yeah i think the only false note to me is when she somewhat turns on him doesn't like back him up when you know he's he's falsely accused of of stealing the the diamond and i'm just like where the fuck did this come from like all of a sudden she's like oh this guy's shady it's like we just fucked in a car dude on a boat of course like, I'm what shady. Are we, doing? we just fucked in a car on a boat why are you acting surprised i told you that i was hanging out with one-legged prostitutes this is a shock to you i'm dirty as shit yeah <laughs> I don't know. Like I, again, I just, I, I, every scene I was like, we're dealing with a completely new dynamic and I feel like we need, we need more time. And I feel like if you cut out all the stupid extraneous bookending modern stuff, you could fill out at the very least Jack and Rosemore and hopefully like more of the side characters. Cause like, 
Who do you the, want more? I of? want more of everyone, Ooh. but I think this is Tommy Ryan. I, yo, give me more Tommy Ryan and more Fabrizio. Who's Tommy Ryan? Just, just, Tommy Ryan. Tommy Ryan. Tommy's the other like guy from Risky Ridge. Ridge. The other guy with the most other buddy. You can't keep uh, all your ethnic name. stereotypes right. Fabrizio's the Italian one. Tommy Ryan's the Irish one. Jack's the American one. Tommy Ryan gets shot by Murdoch. Um, we've talked before on this podcast, haven't we, about what a fucking national scandal it was, how uh, Cameron slandered Murdoch? No. Yes. Yeah. I Wait, think. On, I think. What? Okay. So, so Murdoch. Movie? This this movie. Oh. Yeah. 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 Like, I think so, we talked about so, it. it. It may have been on a non uh, Robin podcast. Oh, okay. That's crazy to me. I thought it was she was here. So, uh, I gotta look it up now. Um. So Murdoch was a guy who was like the first mate or whatever. And he is in real life was like celebrated as a hero for like how much he did to like get people off the boat and maintain order. And there were reports of gunshots on the deck of Titanic, but no one could confirm it. You know, it was fucking chaos and everything. And as we see in the movie, there's another point where someone fires a gun off the boat in order to like get people to, you know, stop doing stuff. Yeah. A Um, warning shot. But Murdoch was like a massive hero, like just like was like loved by his like village as like a Scottish saint or whatever. And is then he's Scottish. Uh, yeah, that's that's my okay. understanding. Yeah. No, the Scots just decided to adopt. <laughs> him. I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those things where if he was like a Welshman, then like all Welshmen would just take up the mantle so, for him. So Murdoch was born. Oh, this is going to be real <laughs> terrible. In Dalbaty. In Kirkdunbritshire, <laughs> now Dumfries and Galloway, Scotland, the fourth son of Captain Samuel Murdoch. So what happens is James Cameron is like, I'm going to make this guy accept a bribe, fucking murder two people, and then kill himself. And he could have made someone up to do that, but he didn't. So at some, maybe there's like an ancient blood feud between their houses but I will look it up. I'm almost positive that James Cameron like settled with the 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 fucking he did, wow. and he apologized on the DVD commentary. And <gasps> yeah, yeah wow. they uh, Fox Fox Vice President uh, oh. actually went to Dalbeedy, uh Scotland. Oh. And like delivered a personal apology and like a five thousand dollar donation or five thousand pound donation to the high school. What what possessed James Cameron to do that? Like, did he James ever Cameron say why he did fuck it? About anyone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But he's so concerned with historical accuracy to do that seems pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He was I mean, so it, obsessed he, with he getting seems... the goddamn plates right. And he's like, I'm going to slander a hero. <laughs> yeah. Too busy getting the plates right to give a shit if he was like yeah, but... destroying a man's name. <laughs> There's no evidence that he didn't do those things. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look, I'm not saying that Biden's in collusion with Ukraine. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> Nothing wrong with asking questions and not going along with the horde. <laughs> the, the horde? Yeah, just like the horde, you know. The horde, okay. The general right. horde. I accept what you say only because you use the term the horde. 
Because usually <laughs> people the sheep usually, right. Usually people use sheep metaphors, and you're like maybe ogres or <laughs> um, the herd and the horde. So, so but so, so yeah, I would Murdoch, honestly, in thinking today. Oh, I'm sorry, Bill. There's more about Murdoch. No, so Murdoch is the guy that ends up shooting the Irish guy, right? Is that, is is that what Tom. you're saying? Yes. And then kills okay. himself, like right after. And then kills himself. So, so like, oh, like I kind of, like I kind of agree with with Cameron's kind of point of view here, where like wow. he's like Murdoch isn't necessarily like a bad guy. He was trying to keep order. Someone jumped up on like one of the rigging posts, and he was like, "I just told y'all to keep order," and like shoots that guy, and then the other guy charges him, and startled, he shoots him right, and so he kills two people no but then overcome with him. guilt yeah and then is overcome with guilt and then kills himself like I i'm just, like i'm like okay no, no. yeah he's not particularly he was never gonna survive it like okay he, but the real murdoch lived to the very end <laughs> making sure that every lifeboat was filled like that's like that's the problem is that you have this man who by all rights could be the star of this movie. <laughs> and instead of even just saying, we don't have time to talk about Murdoch, you're like, I'm gonna devote extra time to him to make him appear to be a monster. And that is He wrong. seems like a monster. That's a he mischaracterization. Like a he is one hundred percent a monster. <laughs> he becomes a coward because he's like, we're all going to die and your money won't save you anymore. It'll save me. And then he murders two people and then kills himself. See, he never should have accepted the money to begin with. He was compromised from the start. <laughs> Except that the real William Murdoch never did such a thing. And again, you could make up any other fake officer like any of the weird dudes in white who were just constantly locking steerage people downstairs. <laughs> there are so many dudes in just white shirts who were like, oh, yeah, nope, not going to fucking open this door. Sucks to suck. And then they walk away. It's like the only people left in the boat. Sucks to your ass, Mark. <laughs> the only people left on this boat at a certain point are shitty dudes all dressed in white. And one like Slavic so immigrant brides. who's furious that people <laughs> saved his son. <laughs> I love that scene. And then it's so tragic because then they get washed away anyway. And you're like, but what happened to those guys? Oh, and no. you never follow them. They got fucked up. I so know. I will also say that I, I have like as much as I love the craft and like the sheer scale of everything that's happening when the boat's going down. It becomes very repetitive after a certain point. Like, how many times can these fucking people get chased into another waterlogged room? It's like it's like a fetch quest in a video game where it's like, oh, we found this, but oh, no, now this is done. And it just like, would he get Rose on the boat? And I was like, oh, that's, I don't remember her getting on the boat. How does she, does the boat tip over? And then she just jumps back on the fucking Titanic. And I was like, oh, yeah. my God. It's a what great a fucking... scene. No. It's great. Yeah, it's because the romance it. doesn't work for you. That's why yes, you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. The romance worked. And so no, I'm... Brian's was, the guy that's like, like we're wow. not going back. It's like, you better sit down, bitch, because we're not going back for those <laughs> dead assholes. No, what I would like, say is you. you get in the boat, you live. I'll say a different cliche. If you die, all of this was for nothing. I will stay here and make my own way. Like that's like it just I it, like it. He when when she when they meet in the grand stairway, 
And he's like, Rose, what are you doing, Rose? You're so stupid, Rose, 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 Rose. Because they you say jump his name a lot. And then they kiss, and I'm like, oh, that's adorable. But oh, my God, this freaking idiot. And then Cal shows up with a gun, and shit gets real. Well, yeah, but, but again, me. yeah, they they say that line. If you jump, I jump. And I'm like, so, oh, there it is. Not there it is. Love. I, there it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this is I'm, why I'm never going to be in a successful romantic relationship because <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm still like. Oh, what like, does love have to do with marriage? <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what? Charlotte Bronte? <laughs> do you? Okay, here's the thing. If they had stayed together, if he had survived, there's no way. Oh, my God. They, they would have broken up in like three yeah. weeks. The only reason. Okay, she would have come home to him. Wow. She would have come home to him and like seven naked prostitutes <gasps> in their in their little no. flat. What is this and, character assassination? And yeah. he'd be like. Yeah. Sex workers. No. He didn't. I didn't say it was a bad thing. He just has you. You apologize know. right now. You apologize. I want a donation from you. I went to the Jack Dawson High School. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, let me just say my piece here, which is that they, I don't think they would have lasted because part of the reason that she is so into him is because she's never met anybody who is free, and he is so inspired inspiring to her but that's about their biggest connection is like okay he's a good artist and she has an eye for art and b she's just never met anybody who was um unshackled from the expectations of their class like even cal isn't you know cal is controlled by his father so Mm -hmm. she's just like oh my god this guy gets to do whatever the fuck he wants to do and he has all these adventures and it's just like okay but you know once you start meeting other people then you're going to realize that he's not the only, you know, boy that gets to live a life. And well, also, she's, she's a crazy ass narcissist. So the second that what? he stopped letting her be defined by wow. him, she would get annoyed with him. She wasn't defined by him. No, no, no. 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 She, she was allowing him. She was allowing, or what was I trying to say? You're sounding like Cal. Okay. She, <laughs> she, starts, she, she only likes him, as Robin says, because he is able to like benefit her like he sets her off but i feel like she's very self-involved and at a certain point would just get tired of him like having any agency i imagine that the man that she why, eventually why married do you call who herself is, involved because she's she super sacrificed her life but why her mother i don't think that no like if you look at all the photographs on her nightside table that she apparently had to bring in a helicopter <laughs> i noticed they, that that's I noticed true that. they are all her alone doing stuff there's not a single Wait one a of minute. her with her family there's not a single one of her with her husband or her children or her grandchildren she is a fucking nightmare of a narcissist who when she dies does not meet her children who are probably dead her husband is dead but instead, the one dude who she knew for 36 to 48 oh my hours God, you're right. fucked once. And then every dead ghost applauds for her. She is so incredibly self-involved. It Wait, is shocking. And, I love this. And she throws her goddamn heart of the ocean in the ocean. Yeah, that's her Why? granddaughter's legacy. Like well, that, hold, on, hold, on, hold, on, hold 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 on,
couple of things. Oh. Couple, couple of things. A, let's go ahead and agree with Brian that the bookend sequence sucks mm-hmm. ass. Let's get rid of it. So, okay, it does not suck. No more, no more Rose being fucking self-involved because all those pictures, I just deny. No, deny. This movie's 30 minutes shorter. Well, Everybody so that, wins. This Woo-hoo. Is, this is what I'm kind of uh, saying, Bill, to that, to that extent, is if you get rid of all the future stuff and if you end with Rose seeing the Statue of Liberty, not being with Cal, but being with all the steerage people, and then looking down and seeing this fucking giant-ass diamond in her pocket, and just, like, end on the look of, like, shock and possibility on her face, that is such a better ending than the nonsense... Uh, fucking earring wearing Bill Paxton hitting on her granddaughter. <laughs> okay, that I am that earring. That earring is me. That is my identity in this movie. I don't know what to say to that. The the other thing that you brought up that like Robin seemed to latch onto as well is that diamond has absolutely no worth to anybody except for a grave robber or like titanic like because if she claimed that she had the diamond then the insurance company that settled with uh with billy zane's character would then go after that diamond and say that is rightfully ours right so that diamond has like okay, literally the hollies don't exist anymore he's 100% like they're all dead. fucking dead yeah and like they, but the insurance company <laughs> the insurance company most likely is still around in some way and oh, now they have maybe. no because they already no, paid it they out have so a the claim five, is closed it's not though because it that that's like that's like if someone showed up after they got their, uh, you know, uh, life insurance yeah. and then, then all of a sudden shows up, then the insurance company is going to be like, okay, cool. Bill, Bill, pay us Bill, our money. Bill, wait a second. Hold on, but hold the problem on. We're is screaming. That the person, Can we take it down a notch? The person, <laughs> who, the person who got the money was the Hockleys and the Hockleys are dead. All of them are dead. So the insurance company wouldn't have anyone to go after. Because the well, Hockleys went broke. We don't know if broke. Cal doesn't have any kids. Cal- no, Cal <laughs> fucking shot himself in the fucking head. Yeah, but he that was 17 it's- years later. He probably squeezed out a couple. Of- okay, first of all, he didn't squeeze them out. Mrs. Well, Hockley he squeezed, squeezed out a couple he of droplets them of in. sperm. She squeezed oh, them God. out. I'm very Jeez. sorry that you're here for this, Laura. Oh, please. what am I being subjected oh, to? Oh, please. Laura okay, wait, loves this. Wait, yeah, so, you, you, I'm sorry. I was, I was in a fugue state when I was going on my rant. Robin, it sounded like you agreed with me about, <laughs> about Rose being kind of a self-involved person. It, it's um like I look back and I'm like, oh, wait. But then it makes me think I'm a bad person because I'm a narcissist and it makes well, me yeah. think of me. And I'm like, okay, all the photos that we have up in our house like are just of me <laughs> with a friend or of me with Nick. Like I am in every single photo, and so in I, every part of my life. I, but there are other people in them. Yeah, her There's photos like, are only of her. It's just yeah, no her one else pictures. Just her. But and also, it's all she's so her fucking being selfish. Like, I fucking she rule. Gets, <laughs> but she gets rid of no. that of that um that piece of jewelry or whatever that like fortune, and it could have been her daughter, her granddaughter's like future. Her granddaughter could like have bought a house or, or something her granddaughter said, could have just had that pe- that thing that is so important to her grandmother who she clearly loves because she's letting this broad just hang out in her house i don't know it's I just like I, no i think that that was kate that was rose's house and her granddaughter lives there oh you think so because it's just it's a little bit stuffy and hippie-ish 
Like yeah, there's so much stuff everywhere. Like, her daughter. <laughs> that's her looks granddaughter. Like a, oh, granddaughter. That's right. Yeah. So her granddaughter looks like she sells crystals in Sedona, though. Yeah, I think they're in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> like I think they look. They they're they're supposed to be a romance between her and Bill Paxton. Okay, so you know, well, look, it's look, look, look at surface, his hair. Though. Yeah, it's very subtle. I like it. Are we imagining it or is it there? No, it's, no, it's definitely it's there. there. It's there. Yeah. because It's like, like the sequel. <laughs> the backdoor <laughs> pilot. So if there had been a sequel to this movie, I feel like the way you would have done it is just follow young Rose as she starts doing all of her cool shit. Right. Yeah, that's true. But, but also that's like, so boring. It's also like what is she going to be in the Hindenburg? Yeah, one hundred percent. She's uh, she's in Nagasaki. She just keeps changing. Oh, she just keeps. She, oh Jesus! All right, <laughs> Sorry, uh, keeps, I apologize she, to everyone for that joke. <laughs> Cut it out. Uh, she's a reader. She, she's a reader. Uh, she she just keeps changing her last name because she's just like, well, that was a disaster. Gotta find a new one. <laughs> no one can track me now. I um yeah I mean it's and also she's just like. I've never told anyone about Jack Dawson until today. And it's like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, what is, I don't know. He's not, it's not like he was on the lamb and is like living a safe life. Like he's fucking dead. Like, and you, it's not like you married Cal and had to keep it a secret. It's not like, it's not like it was a, 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 an affair while she was like, quote unquote, happily married or whatever. It's not like it's the bridges of Madison County. She created an entirely new life. She could have told literally every person she met about Jack. She could have just like all throughout her life been like, one time I fucked a kid on the Titanic. And they would have been like, cool, Rose. Like, I think what? the implication is that he was too precious to her in a sense. Like he wasn't a story. He was this life-changing person. Or he and wasn't worth mentioning to her. No, no, that's unfair. Well, and also, she then went on to live a life that's so much more interesting than some boy she, some fuck boy from like... Ec- yeah, except the, unfortunately yeah. when she dies, her heaven is everyone clapping while they bang on a staircase. Uh, isn't that everybody's heaven? Uh, <laughs> Certainly an yours. She's an exhibitionist, <laughs> Brian. I That's don't think true. you understand. This movie has been reclaimed by kink culture. Voyeur. Oh, gosh. Yes. Oh, gosh. Not to mention that Get if you're looking Reddit. to collar your partner, I can think of worse collars than the heart of the ocean. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily see the death scene as her like that's her like quote unquote heaven. I saw that death scene because they make a strong point early on in the film that nobody else from the Titanic has survived and she is basically the oh, only they? person left. Yeah. Yeah, they mentioned that. Um the real it, last person from that Titanic only died in like 2009 or something. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and it was it was, was recent. Like a but no, th- th- that's that's why the uh, uh, Bill Paxton's like uh, crewmate, the the robot controller, why he is like, oh, she must be a liar because the only like the only way that this person is even capable of being on the Titanic is if she's like 102 years old and you know, Bill Paxton's like she just turned 102 and he's like, oh, fuck. So like there's I'm no other liar. There, like there is no other Titanic survivors is is what this film implies or, or heavily. I think maybe at least that like the only ones who did survive were like children cuz the one who the one who died in 2009 was 2 months old when Titanic went down. 
Sure. But yeah. like, so that's what I think is that sequence is her returning the, the, the heart of the ocean and then her eventually dying. And that sequence of them all like, like clapping is them basically saying it's all oh coming God. back. It's like the and like, it is, it's kind of like the ending of loss. Right. And it's idea. like, it's like, hello, welcome to, <laughs> you know, death in Titanic land or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like, we, we finally, we finally have everybody. We now board. we can, we can raise the ship now and then let's do it again. July party that we meant to have Jack Nicholson's Aww. servant bar. I love this idea or this concept of Titanic is heaven because I've often been like, throw up as you will but i definitely have thought like when i die i'm gonna go to hogwarts and I'm wow. live my, life in hogwarts. Wow. my husband thinks i'm insane because he's like Robin he thinks like a compliance <laughs> so, so okay why so is Nick, that insane everybody's heaven is a little bit different right, right. Well, well, that's true, what a lot true, of like okay. okay but i would down. like to say why it's actually insane is because my husband who thinks like a compliance officer is always just like there are so many liabilities in Hogwarts. Like, I don't know. How <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You two go. are perfect. Don't end up in heaven with him. <laughs> you two are, you, that is like 100% like you two are perfect for each other. Cause he's not like, <laughs> wouldn't it just be like a plane of like spiritual contentedness? He's like, no, even in heaven, Hogwarts is too dangerous. You're fucking dead already. <laughs> Like, mm. like Dumbledore is like a horrible educator. He lets oh, yeah. terrible things happen to children. But anyway. Um, no so safer wanna, place than Hogwarts. I <laughs> want to talk about this character who's also one of the grave robbers. Um, I don't know his name. Oh, the big guy? But he, he looks like Harry Knowles. <laughs> like yeah. Oh, no. And he, he wears this extremely iconic shirt of its era, which is a ha- smiley face. Watchmen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. No, that's not Watchmen, because Watchmen is just the smiley face with blood on it. This one's got like a full-on bullet hole. It's got a bullet sure. hole. <laughs> it was just it's so edgelord and I love it. He is so edgelord. He is. Oh, He's yes. just like that old bitch. Now to be fair, <laughs> Gloria Stewart is not a good actor in this movie. And I, know I agree. she got an Oscar nomination, but it was did she? Nominate, did, she, did. she did. She did. She, got, she did. For this? Kind of she did for this. For oh, this. Oh, nominated. no. Yeah. I don't know. Good. She's 74. Like, she could have been. She Jesus. Was like, like, 84 when she got nominated. Like, she, yeah. was, she was the like, oldest person yeah. to get nominated until, like, in Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Or oh, man. But he deserved it. That guy. Yeah. She, Gloria yeah, Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, the thing with Gloria. Stewart, no, is that she was yeah, like a sex bad. pot back in the you know like silent golden star, era i don't know she was a silent star but she was like definitely part of the golden era of hollywood in a in a minor sort of way uh she's bad in this movie she's like full-on like bad narration like winky old lady it just does <laughs> not work it doesn't work yeah. yeah, when when Bill Paxton is like like kind of interrupts her and she's like, "Would you like to tell the yeah. story?" And you're like, "Jesus, lady!" Like, it was eighty-four <laughs> years ago, and he's like, "Hey, man, it's okay. Like, we don't expect like, but anything you remember." She's like, "Do you want to hear the story?" <laughs> it was Shut eighty-four years off. ago, but I remember everything, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got some fucking sass to her. Also, again, she can't just like tell them a story on the plane. She's like, "Fly me out there." take all my shit my fucking goldfish is I'm coming i'm gonna take my dog 
my little dog. Another the thing goldfish. Of, another Which thing about her performance. This, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. What is? First of all, is someone playing the bass? That's it. Uh, sorry, I, I hit something on my mic. Is, is Bill's new thing not going to be shouting Hamilton? Is it going to be playing near my God to thee? To, to say that chilling. we are going to die and we need to stop. Um, I'm sorry, yeah, no, the fact that the fact that she doesn't show up on that boat with nothing but like a bindle stick and a dream lets me know that she is still exactly the same kind of the exactly the what? same kind of hoity rich bitch that she was earlier. Wow, Her little fucking dog, and she had to she bring shows all up like a fucking Kardashian. <gasps> you know what? All the glass in She's those picture frames are going to get broken. Jack in the helicopter. showed up. Jack showed up on Titanic with like a like a a, a fucking like longshoreman's. Duffel. He's like wearing he wasn't the same planning underwear to go. three days in a row. Let's right. Well, say. he no. Jack is like living his life out of that bag. Like he's expecting to go yeah. everywhere. And Rose, she's like, I don't want to be shackled with all these things, Jack. I'm going to live an authentic life. And then As she's eighty years her later, Picasso and her Monet. Yeah. Like, which first of all, we lost most of uh, modern art in the Titanic sinking. Um. But like, yeah. And then like eighty years later, she shows up on a boat looking for Titanic. Just like she showed up on Titanic. She has grown not, not at all. She is still a materialistic person laden down with the baggage of her material life. She did not but live up so to Jack so materialistic Austin. that it means nothing to her to throw away uh, one of the diamonds of Louis XVI. Because it's just like... The sheer historical import of that exactly. diamond. Exactly! Don't give it to Bill Paxton, but like maybe like FedEx it to the Smithsonian or something. And she's like... Fuck you. Ocean, here's your heart. I've returned the heart to Tafiti. Moana will be safe now. <laughs> hey, you can't make that joke because it's clear that Moana took that from Titanic, not the other way around. Consider the coconut. It's palms and it leaves. Okay, but can we talk about not just the filmmaking? Like, we talked a little bit about those action sequences and just, like, how iconic every shot is or whatever. But, like... <laughs> The moments of them just exploring the ghost ship are haunting. They are they haunting are. indeed. They are. They are haunting. But that's like the They're thing gorgeous. Is like, I would rather see a documentary about the the finding of Titanic. I would love a movie directed by Paul Greengrass that's like, <laughs> you know, a bloody Sunday style retelling of Titanic with like 17 different point of view characters that we kind of get to know. Like I find this like all Gosford Park Titanic. Oh, no, God. not Gosford Park. I'm thinking like <laughs> Murder on the Titanic. I'm thinking like docudrama style. Oh, Kenneth Brenna. <laughs> oh no. How did you Don't do it. How did you Don't jump? Do it. How Don't did you jump this from, into existence? How did you jump from Paul Greengrass, Bloody Sunday style to Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> even worse, call Ryan Johnson. <laughs> I mean, that could be fun, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I loved Glass Onion. Spoiler alert for when we talk about Glass Onion. Um, I can't even remember what I was going to say now. I just like, you know, and again, like even a romance would be fine, but I really think that we lose a lot of our ability to get in touch with these characters. I also think that Cameron's just not a strong writer like he the the structure of the actual the the structure of everything that happens on the boat is immaculate and like the only reason that people didn't rebel and set theaters on fire because of the modern stuff is because cameron's very good (gasps) at making it seem to make sense with everything else you mean the framing device yeah because i feel like the sorry no please go ahead 
I feel like the framing device is him trying to make it more accessible to folks. Like this right. thing happened a really long time ago and he's trying People to ease flashbacks. our journey into it. Yeah. Right. It's and sort he- of simplifying it and sort of placing us there emotionally. Like, okay, this happened a really long time ago, but here's our link. But fuck that. Like just, <laughs> just open the movie with Rose showing up. Like, like give us nothing. Like put me in the mindset of these characters. The, there's nothing that sets my teeth on edge more in this movie than when she's like, uh, for on it's Cherbourg. We were joined by other people, including Margaret, like whatever Brown, but everyone called her Molly. History would know her. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Old lady Rose. Stop so, it. so here's here's Brian's. It's like, oh, like and that little boy grew up to be Abraham Lincoln. Ugh. So so here's here's Brian's hot take. Uh, fuck this movie. It made two point two billion dollars. I have a better idea. I just, yeah, but he doesn't like Avatar either. And that no, movie Avatar made even more money awful. than Titanic. No, I and I again, like I'm not saying I am saying to me, this movie is lacking a lot of things that I look for in a movie. It's great that other people like it. Whatever. Awesome. I just like there is in my head like. I, I still see there being a gap that a better, a, a different movie about Titanic would fill and scratch my itch better. <gasps> because like, I just You're don't think- You're saying Titanic can be outdone? Yeah, 100%. I think that there is a better movie. About, I mean, I would prefer to watch A Night to Remember. Like, I, oh, I just- eat my dick. To me, to <laughs> me, the, to, to me, the thing that, that, that gets to me about Titanic is still- like the societal microcosm, like all the the horror. Like, can you imagine being on a boat and knowing you have two hours and having to make the choice of like, do I like leave now when it's easy or do I do what these kids do, which is like we have to stay on as long as possible, which like, I don't know. What, what would you guys have done? I feel like I would have found something that floated and like gotten off while it was still easy. I mean, it's very easy for us to talk about what we would have done versus in the moment. The and you're like, the panic should I just like I just I've never felt like I was there in it. It was weird. Like watching this movie, I wasn't expecting to feel as disconnected as I wow. as I did. It was oh, very I felt like it was so immersive. mentally deranged. Yeah, it's that. so immersive. Like I was transported and in, in that panic. I was state. so wet and cold watching this movie. Let oh, me tell Robin. you. Er- Erica, Erica. Well, that was because your your husband was trying to put your socks on. Erica at one point like literally got up and I was like are you okay and she was like I'm I'm getting like antsy right now And, and I was like okay I was literally <laughs> screaming watching this movie and I've seen it how many times I was like oh my god this is scary yeah mm-hmm. all the chambers the water chambers. yeah exactly they didn't get oh. it wasn't like oh another room to me it was oh my gosh this never ending labyrinth nightmare and they can't even mm-hmm. drink that water and it looks so tasty it does look like the <laughs> coolest most refreshing water ever it does like, and it's, like it's so incredibly hot water I know exactly. Uh, actually, yeah, I I got really thirsty watching this. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I don't know. I just I do. Again, like I sound like an asshole, but like I do feel like there is a movie that that focuses a little more on the design. And I remember people had this. <laughs> people are gonna be so mad at me when Pearl Harbor came out. Um, I'm gonna kill you dead. <laughs> People were like, wow, another three hour Pearl movie Harbor. And instead it was Michael Bay attempting to make Titanic, but with Pearl Harbor, which is just sure. such a weird calculation. But it was the same thing of like, why, like, you know, 
why? Oof. Why is this happening? Kate Beckinsale. Like, Ooh. First of all, chef's, oh my God, chef's kiss. Ah. Anyway, mm. um, I've been sidetracked <laughs> by thinking about Nurse Kate Beckinsale. Ugh. <laughs> that movie really is boy Titanic, and it's really bad. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really like that one either. I didn't, you know, I'm not here saying Pearl Harbor is a better movie. I'm saying they both make the same mistakes, but it's just that by the time Pearl Harbor came out, we acknowledge that they were mistakes. Well, one is legitimately, though, a, a what is it like a, a three person love triangle? Yeah. And this one is definitely not this, a love triangle. This one is, no. this one is a manic pixie dream boy versus a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, Billy Zane is incredible in this movie. He's he's, he's wonderful. Something. I love he's, him. He's, he's eaten perfect. up all the scenes. Laura, all the agree scenes. or disagree? He, he's up for it, yeah. Agree. He's, <laughs> he's <laughs> like... He I don't know play. what it is. Yeah. He, yes. Yeah. He's on... He's like on 11. But it works. He's extremely camp. Something his, Picasso. Ha! <laughs> He'll never His guy liner is perfect. His guy yeah. liner is intense. So, so one, uh, not to sidetrack too much, but you know, uh, <laughs> I can't help but read the idea that James Cameron for Leo's character uh, actually considered apparently Jared Leto, but he didn't want to like read for the role which just makes me feel all sorts of different ways because i guess lita was like i can't play a dead guy that's impossible like do you want me to die so no i'm not gonna read this part <laughs> fucking Lido. And, wow. and apparently the studio wanted matthew mcconaughey who did audition and yet he still does a better italian than fabrizio <laughs> <laughs> oh man fabrizio oh, oh papa <laughs> I was leaning into that. Were like, you, were you just doing yeah. a Fievel from an American? No, tale? I was <laughs> doing. I was doing Lido in uh, the Lady House Gaga of Gucci. Movie. Oh, Thank the, you. the Lady Gaga. Papa. <laughs> yeah. God, what a fucking amazing movie! I love that movie. <laughs> it's Un- so Ironically, love that movie. It's so good. Oh man! I love, what a movie. Yeah, I. You know what's funny is I watched that movie last year for awards consideration, but like something happened and I had to end it with like 15 minutes left to go, and I never went back and finished it. Then you didn't start the movie. Long. I know. You didn't see it. I need. I need. It, I need it, it is it a little long. It is a little. It was long. a little long, but it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I, it sucks. But in awards season, it's like, look, if I can only get through half of this today, that I can watch half of it tomorrow, and maybe still have time to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a good way to do things. I tried not to do that this year. Mm. Mm, indeed. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, so you think the CGI holds up, Robin? Uh, I personally do, and I'm I I per, I consider myself sensitive to these things, like because I hate gummy CGI. I'm very into practical effects, mm-hmm. um, and like and Nick and I rewatched uh, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, and the CGI looks horrific in that movie like it almost ruins the movie for me um and that came out in 2001 four years after this came out so really like five years after it was made and yeah i don't think the cgi is like great in comparison that could be what could be done 25 years later but you know it's not so egregious that it takes me out of the movie Mm. like i still think 
well, first of all, I think the production values and the, and the practical effects are amazing, even outside of the artistic renderings. But the renderings really still keep me entrenched in it. Like all those beginning sequences where you see like the um, the length of the ship, like they're in Southampton Harbor. You see uh, those fucking dolphins like popping out of the water <laughs> like that <laughs> didn't bother me. Um, could it you be know, like could could Cameron I mean, go I back think, I and think- like George uh Lucas. Um, Lucas himself, Lucas. sure, but I don't, I don't think, think it's necessary. Has to. The only time I felt the CGI straining a little bit is when it would be like, when it would like go over the top of the boat, the camera would, yep. you know, so I would start yep. on them. And that exactly, was the only time yeah. where I was like, oh, this is like a little like 1997 DVD ROM, like video game mm-hmm. kind of, but like <laughs> it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't gummy. It was like almost like the, it was almost like that was the problem. Like it was a little stiff. Like it was a little like. And this peg moves this way and this one. And like the people are walking, but they're a little too, I'm making a motion with my hands. No one can see. They're just a every, little too, they're a little too nutcracker soldier, you know? Yep. Yep. And every time people are falling down the ship, I'm like, Ugh, Oh, see, that was a little, mm. that was better. Oh, I thought that was great. Yeah, no, those nah, ones. No, I was the, like, the, oh, the people, people time. falling it. Paul falling into the water specifically like the guy that hits the uh, propeller and just does the endless loops I was like yeah that is that just doesn't look very good to oh, me no. See, I, um, think, I, I actually that's a, an image from the movie that sticks with me I think I think that the the pure visceral mayhem Cameron handles really well but I, I think that unfortunately I'm attached to like no characters so I actually found myself more attracted to the stories that were inferred. Like I wanted to know, I had the, um, the captions on. Mm-hmm. And mm. so like every once in a while, it would say like a person's name instead of just mm-hmm. like dude in the background. And so I found myself like taking note of the names. Cause I wanted to like Google these people later. So like when the priest is like doing uh, a prayer with the people who are like kneeling on deck and he's like oh, that's struggling to hold sequence. on. Right. I'm like, Oh, I need to look up like father Bale's Titanic because they gave him a name in the captioning, so like he must be a guy. And I wonder if he's got a whole like little mythology about him. Like if I look up him, will it turn out that like he is, you know, lauded in whatever small town he came well, from? Like I thought, I thought you like just that. said you did that. No, I haven't looked up Bales yet. Oh. oh okay. I'm sorry. Well look, I'll do it right now. Let's see. Father I was so invested. Bales. I mean I mean Titanic. the one that still I, I mentioned it during my brief thing, but like the one that still hits me is is the you know, and of course it does, but uh the orchestra players or whatever, the oh, uh yeah. the little four piece. Awesome. Like like cause that is so heartbreaking because like when they finally like break up and they kinda like you know and you don't know if they specifically know, but you're like, you're out of boats, dudes. Like you're done. Like you got, you got nowhere to go. And like, even, even when they like kind of leave and they're, they don't go very far. They're like, okay, I guess I'll see you never. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know what you're like going to go do. Like there's nothing else to do. And so when they just start playing again, I was just like, ah, oh, geez, these guys, like it did it. So, mm-hmm. oh my God. All right. So Thomas Bales was an English Catholic priest. So I will give you like three guesses as to which class he was in. <laughs> um, and he was reported to be amidst the throng of trap passengers on a ship's rear deck in the final moments. 
This is the, the, like, the saddest part. An invitation to officiate at the wedding of his younger brother, William, prompted Bales to make the trip no. to New York City. He said mass on the morning of the sinking, um, 14 April uh, 1912, for both second and third class passengers in their respective lounges. The sermon was on, oh, this is sad. The sermon was on the need for a spiritual lifeboat in the shape of prayer and sacraments when in danger of spiritual shipwreck. I feel like when you're on a boat, tempting as it may be, do not ever use a shipwreck metaphor. Bales was walking the upper deck praying his breviary when the Titanic struck the iceberg. So this dude is literally earlier in the day saying like, guys, in the in the ocean of life, when the iceberg of temptation and sin is after you, and then later on he's like, I'm going to take a small walk and pray a little bit. Boom, iceberg. As the ship was sinking, he assisted many third-class passengers up to the boat deck to the lifeboats. He reputedly twice refer- refused a place on the lifeboat. Toward the end, he recited the rosary and other prayers, heard confessions, and gave absolution to more than 100 passengers who remained trapped on the stern of the ship after all the lifeboats had been launched. His body, if recovered, was never identified. So, yeah, um, he was described as a martyr of the church. And apparently the beautification process was began in 2015. And so perhaps one day Father Bales will or Biles will become a saint. Wow. Hmm. Right. What an a, awesome a saint story. that like, a saint that foretells patterns. I know. I guess. <laughs> Prophetic saint. So honestly, like, how many people have ever done that on a boat where they're like, "Look, guys, we're on a boat, and I want to talk about the sinking of the American morality." Like, and then nothing happens, and then that's not interesting. So I don't mm-hmm. know, but I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's freaking awesome. Like, that's that's crazy. But instead, I'm stuck with little, little ditty about Jack and Rose. You know, but like, yeah, I like I I don't know. Like I found myself just really drawn to those like the couple that like embraces as the water comes in is apparently mm-hmm. those are. Yeah, that's the, the founders the... of Macy's. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the dude who's like, yeah, I'm going to die like a gentleman, not like a scared rat. In the ocean. So can you get me some? I brandy? recognize that name. Right. OK. OK. So this 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 shipwreck killed a lot of very famous and rich people. Mm-hmm. And as you may have guessed, there is a conspiracy theory. Oh, God. oh no. I don't know, Bill and Robin, did you see what I posted in our Slack channel? No, no. I didn't. When did you post this? Uh, it was like, two, it was two days ago. I started watching Titanic on Friday night and I started, and I had to finish on Saturday because I Googled, or I, I Googled, I looked up Titanic on Amazon Prime. And so what came up was obviously Titanic, but what should be right next to it, but a little hour long documentary, quote unquote, called Titanic, the shocking truth. No. Uh, if, if you can't even be more than an hour, I, I don't have enough time. To <laughs> and, uh, so Phil, your <laughs> sense of timing is very weird. You're like, look, if there's not enough to support <laughs> an hour of brazen conspiracy mongering. Yeah. I'll invest in an eight-part docu-series, but... So I said... <laughs> I For said, sure, give me, give me that. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like, if, if this were... net, If, like, I want Netflix to pick up the Titanic conspiracy like they picked up the ancient <laughs> apocalypse from that Grand Hancock guy. But anyway... So Did you watch I, it? Uh, ancient apocalypse or the, the Titanic? No, one? the ti- the truth oh. about yeah, the Yeah, what's the Titanic conspiracy theory? Yeah, what's oh. the truth? So... <laughs> 
Titanic it was sank. one of three ships. I did watch this. This is the reason I didn't get to watch all of Titanic on Friday. Because I was like jokingly like, haha, I'm going to watch this. But then I was like, no, I'm really going to watch this. So it was the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the first one built is the Olympic. And it makes a couple crossings, no problem. Unfortunately, at some point, it accidentally collides with another ship. So this means that it has to be dry did it, docked did it sink? and fixed. It did not. Oh, it, was, okay. it, was a, it was an above the waterline breach. So they have to fix it. Oh my God, it's a fucking nightmare. Also, the, the White Star Line was deemed to be in the wrong. So the insurance company did not pay out on it. So suddenly they're in the hole. They've still got to finish Titanic. They also know that the Olympic is going to be looked at like crazy hard whenever it goes back in the ocean which is going to be a problem because they have to make so many goddamn fixes on this thing. And they're annoyed because they're not going to get the money from the insurance. So what do they do? They, in the dead of night, swap the names (laughs) of the ships and they call the Olympic, Uh. the wounded ship, the Titanic. And they call the Titanic, the brand new ship, the Olympic. And they do this because as a brand new ship, it's actually going to be under less scrutiny than the previous ship that was in an accident and had to be repaired. A okay, so all the thousands of Northern Irishmen who have been making this goddamn ship. Yes. Yes. So obviously they, they in, in this documentary, they claim that because these are Irish people making these ships, they would be inherently disbelieved by <laughs> the English upper class and could be easily... Um, easily cowed by their English masters who would basically say like, if you say anything, we'll fucking destroy your entire life. We've been doing it for 300 years. We're not afraid to do it a little more to you. And these Irish guys are like, if these fucking guys want to pull some insurance fraud, I don't care. I need a job. I have a family. Um, so, and also apparently because it's the white star line, they all use the same fixtures. They all use the same like China and everything. All of these. Th- so all they have to do is like make a couple of changes to the names. So then what goes even deeper, right? Mm, of is course that, it does. <laughs> is that they crashed on purpose. They put a ship out that was supposed to be by in the ice field near to Titanic quote unquote, Titanic. (laughs) I can can already feel myself sounding like a crazy person. So this ship apparently sent telegraphs to Titanic being like, hey, just letting you know, this is my position. This is where I'm at. And the idea was that they were going to be close enough that if Titanic just hit a little iceberg, this ship would be able to steam right over and pick everyone up. And sure, sure, they're be some problems and possibly some deaths, but not nearly as many. Apparently there was a slew of people who a couple of days before Titanic were like, can't go. Sorry, not going to be able to. They apparently were trying to like keep the number of people on the ship down. I don't know. I can't speak to that. So anyway, but the problem is Titanic hit an iceberg too early, not realizing (laughs) that they were in the wrong place. Now the other deeper level of this conspiracy, right? If you're not a shill for just the sheer insurance money, If you want to really talk about it, it is possible that one of the financiers of Titanic was attempting to murder a bunch of his competition. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, so, yes, there is there is a conspiracy theory that the Titanic, quote unquote, was actually the Olympic. (laughs) And this was a giant insurance scam. 
and a way for them to recoup their money while scuttling a ship that they knew if they were ever found out would never pass inspection again. Okay. Ooh, why are we talking about that? <laughs> what, 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 one, one thing real quick. I thought you pay insurance and no matter what fucking happens, you can claim against it. No, Bill, that's the crazy. Have you never been in a car accident? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you su- suggesting that all my car accidents have been uh, <laughs> someone else's fault? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe have they? I would hope they have been. I mean, you get to repair your car and you you get to use the insurance like you just pay your deductible. Well, yes, but that's not? like car insurance. Like if you're if if like so here's yes. the thing. If if I if I burn down my house, Bill, uh-huh. my insurance company is not going to pay me to rebuild my house. Correct. So cuz it's my fault. I did it in what you might consider to be a fraudulent way. So I'm not going to get it. So it's the same thing on this where it's like, "Hey, look, you have a policy about accidents or like blah 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 but this was gross fucking negligence and we're not gonna pay because the insurance well, that's that's different that, that that's that's different okay because yeah. all you said was that it was their fault well, so their, fault their fault doesn't mean doesn't mean gross negligence their fault means or in this case it means oh hey there's a boat there cool well look let I'm me run right to, into it i'm not one to slander the dead but according to this documentary <laughs> Titanic, the shocking truth. Um, or less. Yes, 56 minutes. Um, also done entirely in ADR, even though it features a very fancy looking British man walking around a library picking things up, um, along with some really weird reenactments. Um, one of which involves some very pointedly anti Irish stuff. Um, what was I going to say? Well, it's like a scene where like a rich English dude is like threatening a bunch of Irish dock workers. To Robin's point. And he said, <laughs> I'll make sure that you go to jail. I will like make up a reason to send you to jail and no one will care. And then who's going to feed your 17 children? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude, harsh. Yeah, um, dude, you convinced me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I can't, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Apparently, according to this documentary, uh, Captain Smith was fucking terrible at his job and like mm-hmm. ran aground of a sunken wreck. And did a couple other things and was like a drunk. And this was his final captaincy because uh, like he they just like White Star was like, I know you're the Commodore of the entire like line, but we hate you and you suck and you need to stop. In reality, wasn't he like a decorated off decorated officer on his last departure? Like he was celebrated, I think. You know, but yeah, but was that, was, <laughs> Laura, was that just, <laughs> that's my gripe, <laughs> was that just a smokescreen created by the White Star Line so that no one would dare right. to think that this happened right. on purpose? Yeah. Wait a minute. Isn't the argument of Titanic that Whoa. Jack and Rose. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Robin, yeah, Robin your, your sound has gone a little wonky. Okay. One second. Uh, how do I sell now? Nope. No, worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Wiggle, wiggle the switch or something. Am I okay? <laughs> yeah, you're better. That's what she was okay. doing watching Titanic. <laughs> wiggling the switch. It's definitely no. This is not like a horny memory movie. It's more just like, oh my god, my heart is right because so there's no sexuality in this movie. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, there's eroticism. I wouldn't it's erotically call it charged. No, I don't think it's that. It's, I don't think it's not like you know their eyes don't meet and I don't feel a twinge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
you don't feel a little tickle. Um, no, I don't. Okay. So, so isn't the argument of this film that Jack and Rose actually caused the hitting of the iceberg no. because those, those lookouts <laughs> were like, yeah, yeah. I did notice it. No, I no, did no. Notice those lookouts are like, it. look at those sluts yeah. down there. Like he, 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 and they're not paying attention. Then they're like, oh shit, it's a fucking iceberg. And then starts one of the greatest sequences in all of cinema. I do think, I do think you can't look, overlook the fact that at one point, one of the, and I think it is, uh, McDougal. What, what, what did we say this guy's name is? Murdoch. Uh, Murdoch. Okay. Uh, That's like extremely anti-Scottish. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, he says, did we ever find the binoculars? And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we never found them like back in this, like at this other port. It's like since Southampton. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we need binoculars on this crew to <laughs> kind of see far, don't we? Goddamn pair of binoculars. You would think I know. Like I every guess so. Mate would have a pair of binoculars. You graduate from mate school and they would just be like, here's your binoculars. At least a seeing glass, right? At least a seeing glass. Come on. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, well, so there's a little, there's a couple of things. I mean, like, yes, the guys are, like, temporarily distracted. But also, like, that iceberg steps out from behind darkness like Jason stepping out from behind (laughs) a tree. But that's what happened. It comes out of fucking nowhere. And there's a lot of ideas as to why that was. It was a moonless night. Um, it was windless, so there was no water breaking at the base of the iceberg. Uh, is it possible that they waited to the last possible minute, knowing the turning radius of the ship, throwing the engines into reverse so they could slow down to hit the iceberg in just the right way so they would have enough time to get everyone else off once the boat that was waiting not far away showed up so they could sink and get the insurance money? Who knows? Um, there's also a concept that because I think that the night air was warmer than the cold water that it caused a reverse mirage so that the mm-hmm. uh, night sky appeared to be reflected in the water. Um, I don't know, but it does. The guys definitely are like, Oh, look at them. They look warm. And then it's like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, fucking make out with you though. And then they look back and then suddenly the iceberg's like, here's Johnny. And they're like, Oh shit. Iceberg right ahead. Ah. <sighs> uh... Agreed. That scene is so intense. Like, yes, the and that's editing when the movie picks up. Like, oh, oh, that's when the movie becomes the movie. Like, yes, you're, you're like, yeah. okay, it's chugging along. It's like, okay, here we go. And then you're like, oh my god, why am I like, oh my god? <laughs> why is that what I'm like, Robin? Because that's when all the cinematic shit happens. That's when. Cameron the engineer comes out. That's when he shines. Right. Which yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, one of the things I talk about at my distillery with the uh, people who come in is that Arthur is the engineer and I am the artist, right? And the two of us together make everything that we do so awesome. Because like if it was up to him, all of our labels would just be a list of every legally required thing. And it's uh, it's not because I'm there to be like, maybe we should have some panache and some snaz. <laughs> and this, I feel like, like James Cameron's like, well, a romance is boy meet girl, girl like boy, boy like girl, talk, talk, dance, love, right? Like that's wow. That's how this wow. shit goes oh. down. 
Their dancing is pretty fun, though. It's an iconic romance for the ages. Yeah, it says a lot about the state of modern romance. <laughs> it's good. It's no good. I like it. That's all I'm saying. You're so cynical and divorced. <laughs> First of all, don't make it sound like I became cynical because of the divorce. I was cynical for a long time. Yeah. Second of all, I don't know. Something, something. No good marriage ends in divorce. <laughs> mm. I feel like you've been robbed of the ideal Titanic experience because like Robin said, it is very much a cinematic event and it is best enjoyed in the theater. So I feel like that really shifted your perception of it. Yeah. Yeah, And if I did see it in theaters, I have literally no recollection of it. Which I don't think could be the case. Which is not healthy. It's like not healthy. What are other movies that came out in 1997? Um, Like as good as it gets. Was L.A. Confidential that oh. year? Yeah. So, I, I liked it as good as it gets. It was that year. I, yeah, I haven't I seen see it that. since then. So Wild Wild West was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about 1999. I was talking about Wild Wild West tonight. That's so weird. <laughs> There's a book incredible. about that. Armageddon was 1998. I remember seeing that. I'm trying to just remember movies that I have a very clear recollection of seeing in a theater. One of a fairy tale. The movie about Arthur Conan Doyle's obsession with fairies. Oh my God, are you serious? I'd fucking watch the shit out of that. Is that a real thing? (laughs) Yes, that's a real thing. Making dreams come true. It's a children's story. It's a a children's movie, rather. Oh, Starship Troopers. I saw that that year. There you go. (laughs) Speaking of... uh, Yeah, my dad took me to see that. I was 10. Showgirls? Um, Was that 97 or 96? to see that in the parent- theater. <laughs> I definitely didn't see that in theaters. I, I saw that. That movie was rated R. I by sure myself. <laughs> Talk about eroticism. Like that was oh, a yeah. sexual coming of age. We're for not me. talking about really, Robin. Right? Yeah, when they bang in the pool and they're like, oh my god, oh, and she flops around <laughs> like a dolphin. Yes, making those weird noises. Yeah, I mean now you're like that's bad, but. When but you're you nine years old, you're like, whoa. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the fuck Robin is talking about. So I I did see Starship Troopers <laughs> in the theater. I remember going with my dad and not being able to watch when the brain bug eats the guy's brain. Oh. Um, Sensitive soul. Yeah, I know. Uh, everything else I was fine with. But then the brain bug showed up and I was like, I know what's about to happen and I don't need to see it. Um, that is another movie that had boobs in it. Um, mm-hmm. Iconic. Yeah, uh, that was that was also not sexy boobs though, because they were in their little fascist shower talking about why they wanted to be citizens. Oh no 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 no! no. There are other pair of boobies. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure in the tent sex scene. In the tent, she I'm pretty sure keeps herself totally covered up. Mm. I am I am almost. I will fact watch checker, Starship fact Troopers. checker. Someone watch Starship Troopers. <laughs> Go on, Mister Skin, and see. Oh gosh, <laughs> oh, the Mr. fact that you Skin. <laughs> Does Mr. Oh. Skin still exist? I literally don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, now you go on Reddit, watch it for the plot. Watch it for the plot. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yes. like like her plots are big. Like that's a, a common <laughs> thing. Robin, I, forget plot. I forget that you're a Redditor every now and then. A deviant Redditor, no <laughs> No, I'm not. Robin only goes on r slash gone mild. <laughs> 
I am a little baby angel. Did I ever tell you I about? I can't put my own sockies on. I ha- oh my god! I had a friend, Robin. Please never say sockies again. I can't put my own sockies I'm, on. I'm actually I am cringing right now. <laughs> Nick, Nick picked up one of my socks off the floor because like there's a pile. Of just I'm worried clothes. about where this story is going. And he picked up the sock and he's like, this is literally the smallest sock I've ever seen in my life. Like, did you get this in Babies R Us? I'm like, no. I'm this a little, baby. little baby feet. What is the opposite of erotica? <laughs> this, this conversation. What is the- <laughs> this is the anti-Viagra. Um, yeah. I can't even remember what I was going to. Oh, okay. So I had, a, I had a guy that I lived with at post-college who was one of those like, I guess I guess if I were a Reddit kind of person, I'd call him a soy boy. Oh, He's, uh, he was so I'm going to say a bunch of stuff. Try not to think less of me. He was a super uber environmentalist, which doesn't sound like a bad thing, <laughs> except for the fact that he exclusively ordered takeout. Um, he always left the lights on when he fell asleep on his bed with his TV on and his gaming laptop still plugged in and playing. He took four hour long showers. That's a hyperbole. But legitimately, <laughs> if I woke up and he was in the shower, I would text my office to tell them I was going to be late because I knew that it wow. was going to be forever until he got out. And he would use all the hot water. So he was a hypocrite is really the problem. He is the only person <laughs> that I ever know who had a government agency telling me he had to clean his room. <gasps> because if, since we were living in a shared house that was registered as a rental property with the city, the county would send in inspectors to make sure that all of us were living in rooms that met certain legal requirements. Wow. Of like Wait, egress. What? This is like, wild. You had to have like a proper egress. It had to have an enclosed uh, closet. Otherwise, we would be renting what was like an illegal room and our landlord would get in trouble. And our landlord lived with us. So he was very intent about all this stuff being, but so the government guy comes looking around, check, check, check. Everything's cool. Blah, blah, blah. Goes into Eric's room and is like, that room is unfit for human habitation. I will be back in a week. That has to be cleaned up. So anyway, but he was also like very big male feminist energy. Oh no. (laughs) And like, 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 like I, I think anyway, I'm not going to get into all of his stuff, but what but in happened his personal is, life, not so much. I could tell you stories. But yeah. so what I what happened is I found him on Reddit or a friend of mine <gasps> found him on Reddit and was like, if you click on his thing, you can see his post. Post comments. Oh, and I was no. like, I am fucking mortified, but I'm going to do it. And I clicked on it and he almost exclusively commented on posts in like r slash girls gone mild no which is like do you know what that is robin i i actually have never heard of it but it seems like people getting sexy or like being into people doing everyday things and not and being like little nice girls or whatever it, like was, good girls. Crocs. it was like it it's like how you'd imagine like like a 10 year old girl flirting it was like uh, like oh i'm like wearing a new sweater and it's like i can tell that you might be cute but you're like fully clothed and it was just like yeah and it was like it was literally like it was like my it was i gone mild is the best way to put it because it had the energy (laughs) of like a girl's gone wild thing but like what if they were fully clothed and respected themselves? And so all of the comments were like, that sounds like something you would like. No, absolutely not. I like my women dirty. 
Oh yeah, I forgot. You you love I'm a Monroe. That's your favorite piercing. Let's not forget who is the person who is educating everyone about kink culture right before we started <laughs> recording. Yeah, that's because you're just like knowledgeable. Correct. <laughs> okay, so what kind of comments was he making? Though I'm curious, not no, just but what it, he was, it was commenting there about what he was saying. But so that's the thing is that like the comment section was like creepily respectful. <laughs> she looks like she has really Ew, interesting opinions about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It, yeah, it was. It was like, oh, I like, bet you take fifteen minute showers. <laughs> like so beautiful. Like love that fit on you. Like, but it wasn't. It, it was oh, just but like that can go creepy. Yeah. Right, but that's the thing is, it was like it was like, oh, I want to flirt with this girl, but I don't want her to feel like I'm devaluing her as a person. So I'm going to say this thing, and it's like that's so much worse. Um, please devalue me as a person. Also, also put on my socks. <laughs> you contain multitudes, Robin. Uh, I do. 1997 uh, in the film Men World. In Black. Uh, liar, liar. Yeah, me- as good as it gets. Good, Goodwill Hunting, L.A. Confidential, The Fifth Element, Donnie Brasco, Gattaca. Spawn. Batman. <laughs> Men in Black King. is a perfect movie. Men in Black is a perfect movie. Oh That's my like God. a four out of four star movie. The fucking Edge came out. All right. I know I didn't see the Edge. Liar, theaters, Liar. But I saw the Edge trailer. Event Horizon. I, I definitely saw Liar, Liar in theater. I definitely saw mm. Liar, Liar in theaters. I definitely, definitely saw Men in Black in theaters a couple times. Uh, this this also was times. the yep. re-release of the Star Wars like remastered special editions. Um, oh, so yeah. I saw those in theaters. I saw A New Hope for sure. Oh, My Best Friend's Wedding came out then. Aww. That's another movie that I only know about through my sister because she got obsessed with that song that he sings at the brunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famous one? I say a little prayer for you. <laughs> but like that song was introduced to a generation of people through that True. movie. It became. It was. Oh, In and Out came out that year. That was a fun movie. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Romeo and Juliet came out the same year? No. What? 96. Oh. Like immediately before, though. That's funny because in my head it definitely came out after, and I don't know how. No, um, Romeo and Juliet came out before Titanic. I know. Well, I know that now. I'm looking at it online, <laughs> and I'm not from R slash Mandela effect. And Claire Danes was offered Titanic, is my understanding, what? which seems bonkers because how could they reteam them that soon after? Right. It took Leo and Kate like a long time to reteam. Right. Yeah, <laughs> because the storylines are so similar. Like I know James Cameron built Titanic as Romeo and Juliet on the Titanic, so yeah, that no, would have been that, that, that doesn't feels... make any sense because they're supposed to be alike in dignity. He's a fucking gutter rat, and she's a rich bitch. <laughs> oh my god, alike in dignity. Yeah, maybe that Titanic is, isn't the movie for you. Two movies <laughs> alike in dignity. That's like the line. <laughs> In fair Verona, where we set our scene, like the whole point is that they are families that are totally equal. Except yeah, that's for the fact not they the source of the feud. Yeah. Mm, Dante's Peak. Uh, Dante's I enjoyed that. Wow. Ruled. Haven't heard. Wow, I do remember that movie. I still think about that grandma jumping into that boiling lake to push that. What boat. about Smilla's Sense of Snow? What's that? I don't know what that. You and these obscure titles. All I know is I went on a cruise with my grandma and we saw Smilla's <laughs> Sense of Snow on the cruise. Oh, Jungle to Jungle. 
Oh, horrible movie. I loved it as a kid, rewatched oh, it, and I'm like, this is sucks. horrific. Robin, it's what year like did you go on the cruise? Uh, I went on the cruise in 1997, summer of 1997. Oh, Hercules okay. came grandma. out that year. I know I saw Hercules in theaters. I did. I hated movie. Hercules. I was what? like, this is not anything what? like the Kevin Selena. Sorbo. The Kevin wow. Sorbo show was so good, and this is terrible. That is The Kevin Sorbo movie. show is very good. And yeah. so is Young Hercules with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Was um, it though? Hercules. I would say it's, I would say it's um definitely Hercules number one, Xena uh, number two, young Hercules all the way down. Now at the very wh- where do you put the adventures of Briscoe County Jr.? I don't know what that is. Okay, never mind. Um <laughs> uh, oh that was good. I yeah, love that show. Oh man. Uh, uh double oh, team? Anna- oh, double team came out then? Anastasia. Oh man, I got to introduce my daughter to Anastasia the other day. God, that was great. I mean, talk about oh, historical I- conspiracy theories. Oh, my God. The Roman. OK, so Anastasia is probably what got me into conspiracy theories to begin with. <laughs> the what? I feel like that's not a common entry point for conspiracy <laughs> theories. Um, here's the thing. Uh, I found myself today thinking about Titanic and being like, oh, man, like a Paul Greengrass, like docudrama style Titanic movie would be great. You know, United 93 style. And then I found myself thinking, but what would also be cool is a Titanic movie that takes as faith that the uh, insurance scam is the reason that like that was real. And like I was like, but you could never make a movie that gave credence to a conspiracy theory like that. Like every once in a while, I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if we made a movie about like the earth being flat and just like took all the crazy parts of the conspiracies and put it into a movie? Because I think that would be bananas and horseshit and crazy and awesome. But you need to make it clear that it's not real. Like it would need to be like a dark city kind of situation. No, but like people are too stupid for that. And that's the problem is that we have that movie and it's called JFK, but Stone actually believes all the shit he's saying and it's a compelling movie and it's probably irreparably damaged our national discourse (laughs) and you can never make another movie that gives any kind of but at the same time Kong versus Godzilla did have a hollow earth so maybe I don't know I'm never not going to hear about this goddamn hollow earth all right. Well, we didn't talk <laughs> all about all you Moonfall, ever talk about. So I didn't get to talk about the Hollow Moon, which I'm still mad about. L- l- let me mention two more movies real quick, and then we can move on. Uh, Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery. Yeah. So the first one. You want to talk oh, about man. a movie with eroticism in it? Oh yes, <laughs> fucking fat. um and then there was this crazy ass movie called warriors of virtue which had no no not armadillos the kangaroos kangaroos the standing in for earth wind and fire like bananas ronnie you like english language debut like Wowza! Yeah, I, remember I remember seeing this thing. I remember, I remember <laughs> I, trailers for Warriors of Virtue, and I was like, "I am ten years old. That seems stupid as fuck." <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. There's also a movie but, called Cats Don't Dance, which I don't know. <laughs> this this fucking cat looks like he's about to start dancing. So, is he going to prove the title of the movie? Flubber. 
Oh my God, Flubber! I saw that in theaters. I saw that. What a year for cinema! What an yeah, nineteen ninety-seven. It was fucking great. Got it going on. George of the Jungle with fucking Brendan Fraser. Yeah, this is this is a good movie. It's not a. I'm sure that that movie sucks, but he had the Tukey Tukey bird, right? And he always would hit a tree. Donnie Brasco. When Dunstan checks in, that was ninety-six. That's a great film. That is like. A film. What's the oh contact was ninety seven. Um, yeah, I saw that. And Ed HBO. is the one where the monkey pitches. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, all right. So uh, I think we, we proved that Titanic. we were alive in nineteen ninety seven. Let's go back to, to Titanic for a second because are you ready to go back to Titanic, Robert? I am. Oh, yeah. I yeah. am. Yeah. I'm about to go to heaven. <laughs> so so I love that line. Um. <laughs> Kate Winslet. Now, this movie began my Kate Winslet obsession. I'm now wondering if it was like a semi-erotic obsession because she's not that great in this movie. Or at least she's not great until she has to do all the action hero stuff because I was talking about this with Laura like or yesterday. Like she's luminous. Like she fits into her costumes beautifully, (laughs) but her line reading is like really stiff until she's like trying to hack leo dicaprio out of those handcuffs and then you're like oh shit so i think really cameron you know he's known for bringing action heroines Mm -hmm. out of their shells uh aliens terminator all that Mm -hmm. maybe this is just another one or um even um true lies uh yeah true lies avatar like he is good at that and so maybe this is just another one of his long line of action heroines who really shine when they have to do some like hardcore physical labor. Right. And actually mm-hmm. I will say that like, she becomes a much more interesting character at this point, And Jack becomes even less interesting than he was previously. <laughs> well, he's the damsel all of a sudden. He's the damsel. Mm-hmm. He's also, he, I, he, he's also like, I don't know the best way to put this, but he is at a certain point, my dad, he's just like, what? everything, what? you know, <laughs> Unexpected sentences of 2022. Because he's like, Caprio is my daddy. Because he's like, okay, Rose, we got to do that. Okay, and he's like, he's like, suddenly he's like an expert in ships sinking and how to survive them. It's like if you were like falling out of a plane and the guy next to you is like, it's totally cool. All you have to do is make yourself as wide as possible to increase wind resistance. Aim for that marsh over there. Like suddenly you're just like, how do you have all this information? And Jack is similarly like. We have to stay on the boat as long as possible. We have to hold on to this thing. We have to go over. When we hit the water, the boat's going to suck us down. You got to take a deep breath. You got to kick for the surface and don't stop. Also, when we come up, you got to do all this stuff. You got to get away from the people because they're going to drag you down. The boats are going to stay away for a while because they're worried about the suction of the boat. And it's just like, Jack, have you done this before? Did well, you he said do this? He was on, on the Olympia. Ball? He was on the Olympia. <laughs> he was on... What? <laughs> He, Robin, he was trying to the say other he was show. on the Olympic. <laughs> what? Bill, did you not listen to the conspiracy theory? It was very clear. The Olympic, Wasn't the Titanic, on a the fishing boat in Mexico. Was like, was that one of his like boat in Monterey? It's one of the things that like makes Rose like wet her panties is when he's just like talking about all these just like poor people adventures yeah, Rose that he 100% has. Yeah, 100% pissed herself hearing about oh like. <laughs> 
did you see in the pictures that she rode a horse in the sh- in like the shallows of a seashore? Just like <laughs> they said that. they would do. And she rode the yeah, she rode it the correct way. Yeah, and real she, side saddle. Yeah, when oh, she was like so scandalized. That's the like closest that they I get. could lose my hymen in that. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Um there that's the closest they get to being like erotic is when he's like, You gotta ride it like you got you gotta ride it like a real cowboy. And she said, you mean with my legs on either side? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, will you show me? And but I then was he just full like, on just missionaries her. I'm just already. saying. Okay, but like, is, is that the only position they're in? Because if you see the way she slaps the thing. No, that's that, his hand slap. That's his hand? What? What? No, no Robin. No. That's hers. Okay, what? Wait. How do you know? Who's I interpreted it as hers. You, you don't know. Titanic. You don't know, but that's definitely, like, that's, it's James Cameron. Who do you think is slapping the window there? And it's her first Definitely Leo DiCaprio. She's like overcome with passion in her first sexual experience. Oh my god, I always thought it was Leo. Do you think it is? Do you think it is her first sexual experience? It's yes, the, definitely. Well, because the, because um um Cal is like trying to like coerce her into having sex with him or giving him. I was hoping he would come to me last night. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. is. That, the makes whole movie. that makes me question it, though. I he's also- like, I-, I think you need to give yourself to me as a man does a woman, or he says something to that effect. And she kept being like, no. And then so when she actually does fuck Leo, that's when Cal goes insane. That's like when he goes like full ham on that relationship. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so they, they were checking I, for hymens back then. <laughs> oh, Bill, you don't know that. Also, I don't think so. I was trying to find out. <laughs> it's not a royal so marriage not... in like the 15th century. And I, which is, which is what I'm saying. Hymens aren't accurate. It's true. A lot of things can bust a hymen. Um, so I was trying to find. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is my dad. A lot of things can bust a hymen. <laughs> So I was trying to find out if like science had answered the question of whose hand was it and what position were they fucking in. Um, oh but unfortunately, I clicked on a Reddit link and uh, and it said during the, the plot during the sex scene in Titanic, <laughs> Rose slaps her hand against a window covered in condensation. <clears throat> unfortunately, the next sentence makes me think this person didn't do a lot of due diligence because it says this is a subtle nod. To the excessive quantity of condensation, her lover will eventually drown him. Oh, okay, what? <laughs> but everyone didn't need to hear come to... described as condensation. Apparently, I think it. I don't. People seem to believe that's Winslet's hand. Yeah, it's definitely Winslet's hand. Why? Because it's like petite. I don't. I don't she has petite because... hands. She has big feet. It also looks like the nails are kind of long. Also, it's got a very Be- delicate wrist. I don't know. Timmy Chalamet's got a delicate <laughs> wrist and a rotisserie oh chicken body, according to my student. That fucking <laughs> movie her bones words. And all. I kept with being like, hey, it's Timmy. He's the bones. <laughs> Love and bones. My new favorite wing and <laughs> bourbon restaurant. <laughs> Love and bones, where every night is ladies night. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Singles drink for free. Um, Yeah. That movie is not great. Um, anyway, I can't remember. What were we talking about? The car. <laughs> the hand the slap. Sex. Can I just say one quick story about Bones, Love and Bones, which I haven't seen? Um, so, bones and all? 
yeah but well yeah we were just joking um so the premiere in boston the movie theater the coolest corner served barbecue ribs for all the patrons and my friend who works there was like it smelled so bad when we were cleaning up like it just had like the stink of meat in that theater and it just sounds oh, yeah. like, a meat sweats. Meat sweats like a bad time. It sounds like a bad time of like watching a movie and eating meat. Eat there being a movie that stinks of meat. I just realized there's a, a movie, movie about cannibalism. That movie. Did anyone else watch that movie? Did anyone else? Buy I have that? not seen it. I haven't seen it yet. It's I I uh, actually by the time you hear this, I believe that the the, the podcast I recorded with a friend of mine. Um, will be up. Uh, so look for the matinee podcast or find me on Twitter and I will retweet it out because Brian and I have a lot of fun talking about bones and all. Oh, anyway, um, back to Titanic. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Laura, what would you like yes. to say about Titanic? The movie or the <laughs> boat? Um, I'd like to share that I have a personal connection to James Cameron. Oh, in a re- not not that close. Um, so James Cameron is from Chippewa, which is the same village that I'm from. And so his Wait, house that he grew up. Hold on. Hold on a second. Is it um, Leo DiCaprio? Isn't Jack Dawson from Chippewa yes. Falls? He says Chippewa Falls, but that's an actual place. OK, OK. Sorry, sorry. But 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 apparently it didn't exist then or it wasn't called then in 1912 so chippewa falls is absolutely a nod to the fact that james cameron grew up in niagara chippewa niagara falls gotcha okay Um, so you're from the same chippewa yeah his the house that he grew up in is like five houses down from my parents wait wait wait. he grew up at niagara falls like like so niagara falls is a city niagara falls is a city like which actual falls themselves are in so like like how close like 30 minutes away because now now i'm understanding why he's so obsessed with water okay so where he lived was about a one hour walk to the brink of niagara falls uh, that's too far. What's yeah. a one okay. hour Five kilometers. Like a, like a, a, what the a, fuck a, is a kilometer? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do they not have cars in Canada? What three, the shit is three happening? Miles, right three miles, I think, is five kilometers. How okay. many parsecs? How many parsecs? <laughs> leagues? It's like, it's, Can we do leagues? <laughs> it's about a five minute drive. As okay. the crow From his walks. house to the brink of the falls. As the crow walks. <laughs> the brink. I can't <laughs> imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to go to to Silver Spring. It's about a two and a half hour walk from my house. Are you really walk close. No, it's I'm really close. No, I don't think you understand that Laura lives like the whale. Does not leave her house. Does not drive. She obsessively <laughs> lives in a village. I'm really into binge eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, my mom went to high school with James Cameron, which I think was another part of why Titanic appealed to me was the personal connection. Huh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's like I watch everything that David Simon does because he's in Baltimore. There you go. Also, he's interesting. Yeah, she said he was very smart in school. Like she took classes with him and everything. Wow. Uh, I mean, no, of course he did. <laughs> no, of course I mean, like, he was. She very like, smart. literally knew who he was. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like she didn't just go to the same high school. She but was wasn't just like, oh, he was some freshman and... I never heard of. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. They weren't. They weren't friends, but yeah, she knew who he was. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Wait, he mm-hmm. could have been your daddy. <gasps> Imagine James Cameron was my daddy, and I could visit the wreck of the Titanic. I was so <laughs> jealous of you. <laughs> what is what? <laughs> 
I said that James Jack Cam- was my dad, and everyone was like, whoa, <laughs> weird. And you two are just like, what if James Cameron was your daddy? <laughs> and no one's calling this out. It's, it's, a, it's a different vibe. It's a different vibe. Laura, do not get into submarines with strange rich men. That's I like, would do, I would do a lot of things to get what? into a submarine with that strange man. Wait, did you all see yeah. the documentary about that? We followed the case as it was happening. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. Oh, we're talking about different things. (laughs) Is is there a case of someone getting into a Yeah, the the murder case. But it's not related to James Cameron. (laughs) It's called Into the Deep. And it's about the murder of Kim Wall, who was last seen entering Peter Madsen's submarine. A journalist who was doing, who was interviewing a millionaire and then he murdered her in the submarine that she was interviewing him in. Took her out. I think he uh But I a- thought you're talking about the documentary James Cameron that's- made about Titanic. Oh no. <laughs> so Robin was like That's a messy way to kill somebody. Robin was like don't get it's- into uh what's some call it's with the submarine yeah. strange men and I was like I thought yeah. she just meant yeah. Cuz Kim Wall did that and she fucking died from it. <laughs> huh. Anyway, um, welcome to our real life murder podcast, I guess, <laughs> where we talk about James Cameron slandering the dead and murdered journalists. <laughs> Next week's episode will be on Veronica Guerin. <laughs> no, no one like my Veronica Guerin reference. Okay, I got really um, distracted for a second because apparently Sarah Polly picked up on the fact that we that my critics group gave. Um, Jackass and women talking a tie for best ensemble. So oh, I was just like looking at her Twitter. Happy about it. She's like, nothing can ever top this. I'm retiring now. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I thought she was gonna like pull some kind of like, oh, you know, can't like reward a woman's film without balancing it out with you know. Whatever. I don't know. Some but... some commenter said something like that. Where like some commenter was like. Oh, women do serious dramatic roles, and all guys have to just stand around chatting with their friends. I'm like, you're missing a lot yeah. of the point of both of those movies. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know who that's more reductive of. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you all? Speaking about people on the internet getting things wrong, did I tell you all about the Dia de los Muertos party at my distillery and how we like, like we're getting shouted at online? What? No. Why? So my so Arthur Schmidt, the Schmidt and Schmidt spirits is half Mexican. His mother mm-hmm. is full-blooded Mexican, owns land in Mexico. Arthur was raised by his abuela in Mexico while his mother was getting her like medical degree. He like grew up there, loves it. It's like part of him. They own land. He goes back like three times a year. He's going there tomorrow. He's a Mexican man. And he wrote a thing on Facebook for our distillery that said, like, you know, you know, if you're looking for something fun to do in like the Halloween season, like this Halloween weekend or whatever, come to our Dia de los Muertos party. And a lot of people were like, oh, cool, this sounds awesome. But then a couple other people wrote very long posts that were like, this is appropriative. You like Dia de los Muertos is not Halloween. And what's funny is I, the the, the mostly white dude, told him, like, you know people are going to yell at us for that. And he's like, why? I'm Mexican. I'm like, yeah, but your last name's Schmidt. No one believes you that you're Mexican. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, so a bunch of people were like, this is appropriate. You should take this down. Like, you know, their their culture, their culture, they were not even Mexican themselves. Their culture <laughs> is not a costume, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, do you want me to respond to these? He's like, 
no, it's a bunch of pissed off gringos. Let him die. And I was like, all right, great. That's an appropriate response. Yeah, he was right. He was right. It was very difficult for me not to try to correct them, though, because I wanted to be like, hi, here's a picture of <laughs> President oh, gosh. Arthur Schmidt at his ancestral <laughs> family land in Jalisco. Go here's his lineage. Son. Yeah. I, like, here's his 23 and me. Here's my 23 and me. Yeah. <laughs> but no, instead, he was just like, he. but the funny thing is, he wasn't like, it's a good business move. Like, don't feed the controversy. He's like, I'm too busy to deal with this shit. And I was like, all right, well, that right. works, too. <laughs> Anyway, the internet's a terrible place. No one should be there. Follow Schmidt Spirits on TikTok. Um, <laughs> but not on Facebook where you can find those comments. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, James Cameron is not anyone's daddy. Oh. <laughs> no, he's definitely somebody's daddy. Yeah, he is. Oh, all right. Anyway, so do we have any final thoughts on this? We've been talking for two hours and 20 minutes. Do we want to try to beat the movie? We could go another hour. <gasps> Don't do this. <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. Okay. Okay. Because there's so much more I could say. Right. This is this. What can say, you say? Let's go. This I, movie in, in its construction and like the sheer scale. I mean, like I, re- I remember before the movie came out, like hearing about what a supposed disaster it was going to be. Because it's like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So, Way like, over budget. This is people. People were like, he fucking literally rebuilt the Titanic, which was a gross misrepresentation of the facts. Yes. But he did rebuild a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, it's like, it's crazy, the amount of stuff. And it looks really good. I, I love the, the, the miniatures. Scenes. Yeah. The miniature work here is just fa- fantastic. Like when you see the Titanic, like break apart and like when you see it's like, you know, what is it? Is it the bow? Is it the stern? What's, what's the back the bow end? is the front. The stern is the rear. Okay. The stern is like up okay, in the air. Boy. I, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that like, that it doesn't, <laughs> Because you're a little ship boy, that's why. What is okay? Yeah, Starboard don't try. Don't, don't try and and figure that out, Brian. You live by the ocean. It's okay. Uh, but so, you know, Robin, she fucking lives in Boston. I'm Side literally day? from an island. I was born okay. on an island. One. Oh, Long on Island. I'm sorry. You say that I'm like Tahiti again. Oh my god, Lana for some reason. <laughs> I. I don't Consider think of the Long Island as an island, even though it's literally called. I am a little island mermaid. I'm I from really Nassau don't County. Think Long Island counts. It's not like it's Nantucket. Like it's okay. First of all, rude. We have beautiful white sand beaches. I've heard. I never go to the beach, so I don't know. I've been to Rockaway. How did how did how did this happen? That's what are, what are we doing? <laughs> I want to bring up the fact that we never addressed the PCP issue. Do you guys know about this? Oh, Wait, someone what? spiked the soup with PCP. The chowder. Oh yeah. This is well, this is true. Chowder, this is of soup. This yeah yeah yeah. Okay, I think so. Right. Um, I remember hearing it, about this. Wait, same. It's more. true. So while they were filming in Nova Scotia, I believe. Um, like a disgruntled crew member or former crew member it's unclear they never found the culprit laced the chowder with pcp so the cast and crew was like fucked up beyond recognition <laughs> a crew member stabbed james cameron in the face with a pen 
What? James Cameron, as soon as he found- PCP is nuts. (laughs) Oh, I know. I used to live in LA. (laughs) (laughs) They were all hospitalized. James Cameron apparently made himself throw up immediately so that like it could take as much of an effect. That's insane. Bill Paxton and a bunch of other people were in the hospital. I had no- I want a docuseries about that. This- that is crazy. That's like, remember the person that decided that the caterer should just put edibles in all of her wedding food without <gasps> telling the guests? <gasps> that happened? Yeah, like pretty recently, like within the last couple of years. Oh, no. And I think the woman, the bride that's was That's a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lawsuit. Apparently, um, like a truck ran over Leonardo DiCaprio's lizard while it was on <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. He would have a lizard. First of all, I have a lizard, so I don't know I what you know. mean by that, but I know. <laughs> you have an emotional support bearded dragon. No, it is a blue tongue skink. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a corn snake, two dogs and a cat. Um, what? <laughs> and and a cat that doesn't necessarily belong to you, but you often harbor. The cat you stole a cat? No, 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 no. The cat 100% belongs to me. I just don't want it. Um, the cat was the cat was gotten by my soon-to-be ex-wife like three weeks before she walked out on her family, and she left the cat. And so, like, when I started telling people, like, yeah, she walked out, so like Cora and I are like on our own, and blah blah blah. And then I would like almost always end with, and she left her fucking cat. Like I'm stuck with this goddamn cat. And like I still have this. But cat. but but also, doesn't a cat visit your place every now oh and my then? God, Bill, that cat moved. Okay. I miss that cat. Right. Yeah, no. Oh, that was orange <laughs> cat. Orange cat used to come over all the time and yeah. hang out. I like posted a <laughs> I posted a picture once of like, you know, p- point of view of me laying in bed, and there was like a dog and a cat and then another cat. <laughs> And I was like, this seems like a super cute photograph until you realize that I don't own two cats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sitcom theme song sequence where they just keep adding to the bed. Oh, you, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait. Yeah. I'll send this picture to you later, Robin. It, I took a picture yesterday to send to a friend and it was me again, point of view. I'm laying in bed and there is um, my daughter, a dog, a dog, a cat. And I sent this picture to my friend and I was like, so I came into my room immediately upon coming home from the distillery to lay down and be alone for a second. <laughs> and you were greeted with. <laughs> and like I laid down and then one by one, every living creature in my house came upstairs. Except for the uh. reptiles. Yeah, well, they're in tanks, because which I'm starting to think is what I'm going to need to do with like everything else, too. Poor daughter. She'll love it. Speaking of goldfish. Yeah, it's basically, I I had this like very distinct memory from fourth grade where I figured out how to turn my bunk bed into a fort, which I Mm -hmm. did with blankets and, you know, tacks and everything. And then I was just reading like a bunch of Titanic books, like inside my fort. (laughs) Explain to me how you figured out how to turn something into a fort. She figured out how to put a blanket over top of a bed. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. She she used the internet to to figure this out. I created... Great use. (laughs) I did not have the internet till I was in college, first of all. Wow. 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 I I went on the internet in other places outside of my home, but I didn't actually have access. Right, when you escaped from the cold dungeon your parents kept you in. 
Uh, <laughs> um, After walking five miles in one hour. I'm so intrigued what kind of things you read and watched on the internet in public spaces. <laughs> oh, a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction all the way, baby. <laughs> oh my God, I knew it. <laughs> like, I got caught reading erotic Harry Potter fan fiction on my aunt's CompuServe, like, <laughs> computer that she used to do her eBay beanie baby business. Yeah. I got in trouble did. for that one. <laughs> and the worst part was that it was the like 90s. Hermione McGonagall. Oh, <gasps> like erotic. Did they <laughs> you about being a lesbian? No, she didn't say a word about that. So, That's so did McGonagall really turn into not a cat, but into another person? Oh, do you Maybe? think I remember? Did she anything? turn into a furry? Is that what happened? <laughs> I have no recollection. All I know is that there was, that was a slash fiction I was reading when Sheila discovered this. Um, God, what are some other things uh, on the internet? Oh, a lot of like going to the library after school to aim chat with my friends instead of just yeah, hanging yeah. out. Friends, quote unquote. <laughs> well, this is 10th grade. So I was just starting to make friends. In oh, I life. was thinking more like AOL chat room friends. No, 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 no. I was ASL, baby. That. that was way too scary. Wait, oh, oh I was like Harry Potter American forums. Sign Language. I forgot about age, <laughs> sex, location. Do lots kids of, today even know forms. about age, sex, location? Like, is wow, that still good a question. Thing? No. I don't Doubtful. know what that is. I'm gonna Doubtful. don't Robin. You've never heard of ASL? American Sign Language. Yes. No, you go, wow. you go into a chat room and then you'd be like ASL, and then someone would be like. 22 M New York city. And it would, be I would a never go on a chat room boy if you paid me. who lived in, Tempe. you would have, if you had internet at home. <laughs> yes. yes. No, I had plenty of internet thing. for one hour a day at my grandma's house. I'm oh, still friends Jesus. with someone that I met in a like Lycos chat or something. Oh my God. <laughs> we, we just so happened to be like the, actually the same age. <laughs> oh, I did a Neither lot of, of like live journals. Oh, Oh, I I found out uh, I found a lot of friends online through that though. <laughs> I know because my best friend was like meeting boys through these like mm. creepy channels, and I was like, I'm not going down that road. Like this is weird. And boys, you mean men, right? Uh, they were boys definitely too. over eighteen. <laughs> they were definitely over eighteen. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Anyway, um, yes, Zanga, Live Journal, Harry Potter forums. Speaking of teenage girls sleeping with men, Jack and Rose. How old is Jack supposed to be? I think 20? they're like, yeah, they're the I think they're age appropriate. Yeah, she's a yeah. couple years younger. She's like 17 or something. She's 17. I think she's 17. But yeah. she's like engaged to Cal, who's it like. It was 19 time. But well, I was going to say, <laughs> Cal is anywhere between 25 and 40 years old. I really can't get a beat on Cal. He looks about 30. He, I agree. He, he looks quite a bit older than Jack. You know what I want to do? I'm going to go, right. go on a, a slash fiction forum and I'm going to write. <gasps> I'm going to write a story about Rose and Lovejoy. Because I huh. think that the only way to explain how evil Lovejoy is is if he and Rose had a fling and he is still pissed off that she broke it off with him. It's still like I when I was watching the movie, I just did not understand his loyalty to Hockley, like who surely mistreated him, even though we didn't really see. Yeah, that. like it doesn't make sense why he keeps chasing them even after he sees them. Like, couldn't you just. Okay, you see them together. I'm gonna go tell the boss. But instead, he does this like wild, like we're gonna go in the elevators and I'm gonna get you. But what what's gonna happen when you quote unquote get them? 
Like, what was the plan here? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lovejoy is like, oh no, it looks like the boat's sinking. Bye, Jack. <laughs> he also, also, I love how non, no, no, nonplussed is when you are freaked out. Nonchalant. I love how nonchalant all the stewards are when they're like, well, we can't, like, you know, there's a lot going on. We can't take this, like, steerage boy down to the master dog. And fucking Lovejoy rips out a nine millimeter automatic from out of nowhere. And it's engraved and it's beautiful. And he's like, I'll take him. <laughs> And everyone's just like, oh, we let this dude on with a gun? Okay, whatever. Yeah, but wasn't it implied that he was a bit of a psycho because he used to be a Pinkerton or a cop or something? Is it? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they say that? Well, the extent of his backstory <laughs> is that he used to, yeah, work in law? At one point, Jack jokes, what is this guy? He's, he's like a cop. And I think uh, Rose says something like, I think he was. Or yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I think, need that origin story. No, I, right. Prequel. I want, oh my God, Titanic Origins Lovejoy? No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's gonna be the best. No, what okay, I who need- watched this movie remade as a miniseries, but like you actually delve into characterization. Like Tommy Ryan's whole thing. Oh my it's God, like Orange yeah. is the New Black. <laughs> what if, yeah, what if we, like, okay, Rose so like if every, what if we did it 24 style? We start, I don't know, like an hour before the the boat leaves the dock. And then how many seasons could we get out of that if we go hour by hour on this boat? Endless. Yeah, well, no, not endless because it like sunk in three (laughs) days. But if you do a 12 episode season, you could get like six seasons. Um, What was I going to say? What I need is, what I need is Leonardo DiCaprio at some point turning to Lovejoy and saying, are you a cop? (laughs) God. Departed reference. I think I understood that. Yay. Yay. All right. Um, so. All right. so I think um, we love this movie. All of us equally all consider it the greatest <laughs> film of all time. <laughs> Perfect movie. No notes. Perfect couple. There is yeah. nothing I love more than a complete and utter narcissist falling in love with a manic pixie dream boy and then uh, being a psychopath her entire life. <gasps> who keeps no memories of any person that justice for rose to it you cater no 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 i think the world would have been better if she died on titanic um <laughs> hot take i uh i can't even remember what i was gonna say um i'm gonna end this by just saying uh the titanic that we know uh, existed as the Olympic and the Titanic oh, we sank was the Olympic <laughs> count the portholes on the bow count them there is the wrong number of portholes. Oh my God. Why this is going to be used as an endorsement the... of the documentary. There's going to be a pull quote from you. It's going to be like <laughs> added to the promotional material of this documentary. I'm just like, look, I always love when I can talk about any conspiracy theory on this podcast. And I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to do one for Titanic. And so when oh, I you went got on Amazon Prime and found Titanic, the shocking truth, <laughs> I was really excited. <laughs> Under two hours. <laughs> Under, sorry, an under, hour. One hour. <laughs> under one hour. Oh, there's apparently another documentary called Why yeah. They Sank the Titanic? No. How long is it? This one. Oh, this might be the same thing. This that maybe it's not, maybe it exists under different No, this looks I don't know. I'll get back to you. This will be what we talk about next week. <laughs> my my question was really easy. How long is it? It's 52 minutes, so I feel like it's got to be the same okay. one, right? Nope. I don't care about it either.
the ultimate conspiracy <laughs> theory, why they sank the Titanic, or could it be the truth? Wow, I don't understand oh, this man. title at all. Because <laughs> this is also 52 minutes with credits, I have to imagine, which is well, bananas. Fair, so that means it's really 45 minutes. The credits no, are to make super case. short because there's like seven people. The writer and director of the same guy, Tim Spring. I don't know what he's all about. But anyway. Um, I'm very curious about Tim Spring. I want to know how many years he dedicated to making this. Here's the thing. If you love a conspiracy theory enough to make an entire movie about it, um, you have given your entire life to it. And probably <laughs> at least one marriage and the relationship you were supposed to have with your children. Now I'm scared Tim Spring is going to take us down. <laughs> Yeah, Tim Spring is going to come. Stop saying Tim Spring. <laughs> Let's go. Like Tim Lynn from Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Candyman. If go. you say go. Tim Spring enough times, he will make a documentary about how you were switched. <laughs> so I have this theory. But uh, not a okay. real documentary because it won't be over an hour. So I one final thing, which is, you know how um, with the advent of 23andMe, all these people are finding out that like their father wasn't their father and their grandfather was actually switched like in the hospital and right, your yeah. mom banged this other guy. So and actually that happened to one of my best friends. Like she found that she found out that um, her father actually wasn't the full blooded child of the family and that his, her, his mother gave birth to two children from another man and it just so happened that they were raised so everybody that they thought was their like full-blooded aunt wasn't but this like other woman who was adopted and like lives in florida is her like only blood relative i mean women be cheating what can i tell you what what can i say so i kept thinking like oh you know i don't want to do 23 and me because like i don't want to find out something weird and now in my mind i'm like my mother doesn't look like anybody in the family like what if she was accidentally switched in the hospital. Be- like, I don't know why, but like, I just keep thinking like, you think but, that, like every time around, cause Christmas is huge. Cause it's always like, give your, get the family yeah. gift of its own oh, story. There's destroyed like families. Women, there are just women out there sweating being like, yes. I don't think yeah. your dad needs that for Christmas. I don't know. So here's the thing. I know my grandma did not, <laughs> this has nothing to do with my grandma because my mom has a twin sister and my, my mom's twin sister looks exactly like everybody in the family. It's only my mother that does not look like anybody on either side of the family. And I'm just like, is it possible that they just switched one of the twins? Because like, if you look at my mom and my aunt, they look absolutely nothing alike. Like it was almost a joke. It was that like, my mom was like tall and beautiful and like, looked like Elizabeth Taylor. My aunt was like short and squat and, you know, different colored hair, different colored eyes, like everything. And now I'm just like looking back, like, Oh my God, what if I find out that like, I'm some foundling and nobody like and i'm just like not blood related to anybody in my family and it's like all been a lie and i'm scared of doing that and why were we on this topic i forgot i, I thought you were gonna say i, I should find out if that. james cameron is my daddy that's what i thought it was <laughs> <laughs> i don't i was talking about how tim spring oh yes was, <laughs> was gonna make documentaries about how we weren't who we thought we were and Robin oh, yeah. like, is maybe Tim Spring's gonna make a movie about me. So I have <laughs> I I have new news about this documentary that I saw because oh. based on I can only say the look of it, 
Like, I was almost positive it was, like, from 89 or 92. This movie is apparently from 2012. Which makes me want to make people watch it even more. Because it looks like it was filmed on a VHS tape. It's very crazy. Oh, my God. Apparently he has a Ted Stellenbosch talk. I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't know. Hold on. Wait a second. Peter Willis, within every great story, the South African director of the University of Cambridge Program for Sustainability Leadership, talking about the story in our history, looking at consumption growth on a finite planet. Oh, maybe this isn't the same Tim Spring. Doesn't sound like it. No, maybe it is Peter Willis. I don't know. All right, we got to get the fuck out of here. We do got to get the fuck out of here. We've been here too long. Almost as long as the movie. I'm going to listen to this guy's voice. I'm going to tell you if it's the same guy. The universe that they created, they kind of rejected the whole notion of there being a god and a hierarchical universe that was set in, in stone. Their assumption was that the universe is a vast machine, obedient to no one. Okay, I think this is the guy. It's a 15-minute long TED Talk. I will be watching it in full. Anyway, um, it's been great. Laura, Laura, how did this go? Was this what you were (laughs) expecting? (laughs) Laura was so scared to come on this podcast. Why? Wait. I was nervous, but we we talked about insurance a lot more than I thought we would. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was I was so timid. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, this this podcast chews up and eats people who are timid. So mm-hmm. this is not a place for the scared. You have to no. be bold. You have to be, yeah. dare I say, a little crazy. <laughs> Well, Laura has that. Or the king of the world. <laughs> Laura, um, what's your favorite conspiracy that, oh. theory? Oh, boy. I don't Is know it, that I have. I don't know that I ha- I'm familiar with that many conspiracy theories, except the really, truly terrible ones that I wouldn't, you know, like position myself style. with. Yeah. Loose change. Loose change is the Is one that says. Is it bad if I admit that I don't know what that means? Oh, uh, 100%. Does everyone on this podcast <laughs> know what loose change is? Oh, God. Hamilton. What are we doing? <laughs> loose change is like the original YouTube conspiracy video. It was about how, like, there was no 9 11. And if there oh, okay. was. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry, Bill. Um, Yeah, I was going to. All right. I'm going to give you a conspiracy theory to look into, Laura. Are you ready? I'm ready for my assignment. All right. Avril Lavigne is dead. <gasps> Avril Lavigne I know about this know one. <laughs> I, know, I know about this one. I am also a longtime Avril Lavigne fan from that similar She's a little time. Canadian look at, her, look, at her, look at her face. Look at her teeth. Oh, I know about Listen it. Listen to not her voice. I know what her teeth look like. I've. She's. This is not, it's wow. not legit. That's, that's a weird. This is a weird thing to say <laughs> out loud on a podcast. An episode of incredible discoveries. Uh, Jack reminds me of my dad. Laura knows what Avril Lavigne's teeth looks like. Anyway, she 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 didn't reveal. I know what they look like because I have them. <laughs> We're going to blow this fucking thing wide open. <laughs> I appreciate that they're imperfect. And I don't mean that as a slight against Avril Lavigne's teeth. I'm celebrating them. Actually, I've, I discovered in looking in like looking in my mind, not like I'm looking people up though. Now that I've said that everyone's going to think I'm doing it, but thinking back on all the women I've ever been with, um, they all have like <laughs> slightly imperfect teeth. So I think you're right about something there. All right. Anyway, All right. Well, on that I'm note, so happy Avril that you Levine's came and joined us. Anastasia. Thank you for having me. Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> yeah, I was going to look up Girls Gone no. Wild. People who listened to this episode were not prepared for everything that happened here. 
And I believe that we talked. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> we talked a lot about the movie, but I feel like we went to some other places and I think we're all richer for it. Um, let us know your thoughts on Titanic, both the movie and the boat, which may or may not actually be the Olympic. Uh, go to podcast at uh, thefilmstage.com. And then watch the spiritual sequel, Aline, which is the fake biography of Celine Dion. No, no. The spiritual sequel to this is Revolutionary Road, where... No, the spiritual sequel of this is... is, uh, Fuck, what is it called? We were just talking about it. Pearl Harbor, anyway. Pearl Harbor, yes. Okay, yes. (laughs) The spiritual sequel of this is Avatar. (laughs) There's just a lot of spiritual sequels, one of them being Aline, the fake biography of Celine Dion. Yes. Go watch it. Um, speaking of, uh, other things, Robin, what are we talking about next week? I think we are doing Banshees. Of Anna Sheeran. Yes. And Bill, you're not going to be around for that one. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Bill, Bill at this point is like, <laughs> so you upset about like I got my recording good. hours in for the next two weeks and I am good. <laughs> I'm out. He's like, oh God, a movie that takes place during the Irish Civil War. What the fuck is Brian going to talk about next time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> place your bets now. Mount Hollow Earth. Right. Here's the question How much does Brian Rowan know about the actual Banshee like myth? So lock that in. And look forward to next week. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, so that's that's it. That's it for today. Uh, find us on Twitter at Film Stage Show, Facebook, The Film Stage Show. Don't forget that we are brought to you by Mubi, curated streaming service dedicated to elevating great cinema. I, uh, fuck, there was a movie called Rose Plays Julie that's also on there, which I was like, oh, Rose, like Rose Bucater <laughs> DeWitt or DeWitt Bucater or whatever. DeWitt DeWitt Bucater. Rose Dawson. <laughs> that's how she wants to be known I, yeah. I do love his line about how I'm going to have to have you write that down for me sometime <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's like, as if you can read yeah. oh my god Robin! Oh! Oh! Leah Michelle <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. oh that's a good one I was going to say okay. I like her line I'd rather be his whore than your wife Ooh. I do too but apparently it was in Twin Peaks I didn't I'm sorry it. what <laughs> I need it. So apparently that I'm going to Google it. I'd rather. <laughs> Just when you think we're about it. Well, because I like that line too, but then I read somewhere that it was in Twin Peaks. Okay, Someone wait, on Reddit. On. Did James Cameron take a line out of Twin Peaks in Titanic? Okay. Okay. Wait, I found a Twitter thread from Annie uh, at Admiralty underscore XFD. And Annie says, <clears throat> dramatic reading. Okay, guys, <laughs> I'm freaking out. The episode of Twin Peaks where Norma tells Hank, I'd rather be his whore than your wife, is dead ass the same thing Kate Winslet said to Billy Zane in Titanic, and Billy Zane is actually in this episode, what is life? There you go. Whew. So. I'm a guard. <laughs> Wait, I thought Norma and Hank were having like an affair. Yeah, Hank was a good guy. Right, I'd rather be right. He wasn't her abusive. Listen, I gotta watch the White Lotus finale. (laughs) Oh my God, so do I. Let's (laughs) wait, wait, wait. All right, we're gonna wrap it up. But the first thing I gotta ask is, Robin, who you think gonna die? I don't know. I can't choose. I want, I want Harper to die. No, I want Ethan to die. I would love it if both of them died. Like if, if fair. (laughs) Laura, are you watching the White Lotus? I sure am. Okay, who do you want to die? I'm thinking about it. 
I don't know. Albie. Who do you want? Who do you want to be oh the murderer? God. Is that is the question I'd like to ask? Oh, oh I want uh, Tanya to be the murderer. No, I want the whores to be the murderer. I don't know. Oh, I um, love the whores. The well, whores no. are the best. No, 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 no. Lucia is the best. Mia's gotta go. You don't uh, like Mia wait, singing. Wait, <laughs> Mia no, is I like the dumb. singer. Lucia's a piece of shit. Robin. No, Lucia's I... amazing. Robin, are we recording Mia a podcast about the White Lotus finale tomorrow? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> um, our benevolent Lord and Master would never deign to allow television to be discussed. So I don't know. Uh, if I, if you think, okay, here's the question. If we recorded one and I just mm-hmm. sent it to him and it's like, <laughs> look, it's already Bonus. happened. All you have to do is post it. Do you he, think No, because he said I can't do my TV top um, 10 because it doesn't fill, fit in with the ethos of the site, which I totally get. So I just feel like it's not going to be allowed. I will point out once again that our site called Twin Peaks The Return, one of the best movies of the year. I And not to be a little prefect about it, I'm just saying I don't see it happening. Okay. Okay, we got to go. We got to go. I need my White Lotus and my pumpkin bar, so let's go. I will will also say I've hated every episode of The White Lotus this season. I cannot (gasps) believe that I'm still watching. But at this point, I think at some point I was like, Three episodes in, and I was like, I need to stop watching. But then I was like, oh, right, there's only four episodes left, and I'm not doing anything on Sunday nights. So here we go. Anyway, uh, (laughs) super excited. Robin, we'll chat, we'll gab. Um, Yeah, girl. (laughs) Are you watching it tonight? Yes. Okay, I'm going to text you. She's trying to. (laughs) I'm going to text you when I'm done watching. I'm just going to say, oh, my God. And then if you've seen it, too, say, oh, my God. And then we can talk about it. Okay. All right. Love it. This was perfect to do on mic for the podcast. <laughs> okay, we're going. We're leaving. Uh, I don't think I have For any real. more plugs to do. Let's tell everyone at home where they can find us between now and the next time that we are in their ears. Let's start with our guest, Laura Berger. Where can people find your work online? Womeninhollywood.com. Killer. Good brevity. Bill Graham. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on the next Olympic cruise at Billstagram on Instagram. Uh, I don't tweet. Um, and you can find me mixing it up on the Slack channel. All right. Robin Barr. You can find me at R-O-B-Y-N-B-A-H-R on Twitter. And uh, sometimes my work is uh, at The Hollywood Reporter. All right. Awesome. As for me, uh, you can find me, of course, on filmstage.com, where all my reviews are and where every episode of this podcast is. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Brian J. Rowan. Instagram, also Brian J. Rowan. And you can find out more about my distilling and stuff and whatnot at schmidtspirits.com and inkwellwhiskey.com. And I think that's uh, I think that's about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. And please remember to turn in next week's movie talking about the Banshees of Inishirin. <laughs> <laughs>